Good day, gentlemen. I would like to request your time. If but for a moment, you see old boy my cock has got three fingers stabbing into it right now, and not hold it without my permission. I need you to come over here, and pour the rest of mighty right into me. You heard me right, Captain. Fill my dick. Hello, this is Sweet Pussy. It's the Chud Show. It's the Chud Show. Go fuck yourself. Go fuck yourself. Hello, this is Sweet Pussy. It's the Chud Show. It's the Chud Show. Go fuck yourself. Go fuck yourself. Hello, this is Sweet Pussy. It's the Chud Show. It's the Chud Show. Go fuck yourself. Go fuck yourself. Hello, this is Sweet Pussy. It's the Chud Show. Go fuck yourself. Go fuck yourself. Ladies and gentlemen, it is my distinct pleasure to welcome you to the 30th Chud Podcast. I am your gracious host, Mr. Nick Nunziata. I created Chud.com back in the late 90s for your entertainment, and I think it's paying off. Now in this digital age, we have decided to bring audio, as well as sensational video at times, to you, the reader and listener. Thank you for your patronage. Here's Justin. Justin, how are you? I'm pretty good. All right. Steve. Yes. Welcome. That's one hell of an introduction right there. Put it in your ass. Coach. I didn't know you had enough time to uh, produce this show after smacking yourself on the back. I, uh, it's amazing. The time it's unscripted, his introduction. Really? Memorized, possibly. So maybe it was scripted. It but he, pretty, uh, old, pretty much. I didn't, see any, I didn't see any note cards in front of him. Nope, just a glass of whiskey and news. There's always news. Pretty, yeah. I'm pretty pleased. I'm pretty I can't pleased. believe uh, we've made it to 30. You know, I, I know we say that. At well, Justin and I have made it to 30. <laughs> <laughs> How many have made I? it to like 23? That many? If I think I'm only in like 14. It's true, yeah. You were missing from a couple. Uh, a lot. Sorely missing. Well, I had a lot. I had better things to do. But actually, you know, it's probably around, we actually had a couple mini episodes. So, huh? but this is the 30th official episode. We should have a celebration. Well. Our 30th. 30 to me isn't a big number. Justin had some big ideas and I was like, fuck it. Yeah, I thought Nick could do a couple nice things, but. If we get to 50. Which how we, we operate. Which we probably won't. Yeah, let's be honest. <laughs> yeah, if we get to 50, we'll do some sort of a shindig. That's why I was pushing for 30 to be kind of... Just was like, when we get to three, <laughs> let's celebrate. I wanted to celebrate at 30 because I don't, I don't see this going to much But the thing is, 30. most podcasts are like 30 minutes in and out at the most. We're fucking hours in change. Yeah, I know. Which is a, a blessing and a curse. Um, and, uh, you know, I'm not, here to, I'm not here to please those people. The people, that, the people that listen to the podcast, and it's a, it's a, it's a growing mass... They are loyal. There's more than us that listen to it? What's this us shit, Steve? Steve doesn't listen. <laughs> I've heard it before. Yeah, I don't know. We don't, we don't have any way to, uh, to gauge our listenership. Unfortunately, we can gauge Creed. <laughs> so, I don't know. No fair. Mm-mm. No fair. Miko Hughes. Should I said Gage? Gage? Gosh. Miko Hughes, Gosh. where is he now? Miko Hughes, yeah, it's the thing is you probably couldn't look him up. He would have been see, perfect to become an adult star. See what the adults. <laughs> Miko Huge. To see what the adult size uh, Miko looks like. I'm sure. I'm Actually, free. if you read Chud.com, 
I did a and the Steady Leak rebooted. I did a Who Dat with yeah. Miko Hughes, and I showed you what he looks like. The now. what was rebooted? The Steady Leak reboot reloaded. Oh really? You're welcome. A little bit of a commercial. Is he in a there. band? Because a lot of the child stars go, they kind of slip off into bands. Really? Yeah. I wish he would stop dropping commercials in the middle of our show. Oh, we haven't even started with the commercials. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to foist unknown riches at people Perhaps in post-production. So may, we, maybe we should explain a little bit that Miko Hughes was in. Miko Hughes. And you're quoting, just for people who aren't. Miko Hughes played Gabe Gage Creed in the, uh, the fantastic Mary Lambert. Did she direct the first one? Yeah. Mary Pet Lambert. Sem- Pet Mar- Cemetery adaptation. Mary Lambert, sir. No. And no. Uh, who was the star? We talked about him before. Who was the, the kind of the... Oh, the star bo- of that movie, the, the boring Dale Midkiff. Dale Midkiff, yeah. And uh, the the niece, Crosby. Crosby. Fred Gwynn. Fred Gwynn. And then I forgot who played Pascal. Some dude. He got his mouth. Remember his mouth got sliced into the Fred wide Gwynn? grin. Yeah, like a Joker type grin in that movie, by Gage Creed. Not a good film. Uh, a exacto knife wielding Gage Creed, I believe. Cut his uh, cut his tendon too. Remember he couldn't. Yeah. What is that? What do they call that tendon? The mouthy. Anyway, Gwen did not survive that movie. They did not bury him in the pet cemetery. Let's do, let's offer some criticism of Rocky too. How would you gauge Creed? Um, Ain't gonna be in a rematch. Yeah, I don't know if he. How did he fare then the, in that movie? Better than he did in Rocky Four. <laughs> That's debatable. He left us, you know, Mister Creed. So he won. He, he didn't really leave us. Though. He was. He kind of wins out. the day in Rocky Two, right? Stallone wins. Stallone win. It was the rematch, and Stallone wins. Apollo wins in Rocky yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, yeah, spoiler. Yeah. I'm, I'm thinking incorrectly here. Yeah. So then he comes back, gets revenge, and then gets the ultimate revenge. I think Rocky two sends four. a very mixed message, though. Is it? F- you Rocky could three. win and still be preoccupied with your wife's pained labor. Look here. In Rocky three, Burgess Meredith dies, so Apollo spoiler. takes over the training. <laughs> so all we're doing is spoiling. So three is Mister. Yeah, three's and Mr. then T. and then later on, Four's Eric Roberts and John Voight took over the training. Four is Drago, and then who's five? I never saw five. Five is Tommy Gun Morrison. Okay, Machine Gun Tommy Machine Gun Morrison. Who who um? It's a class he, song. He offers a a right two punch of a of a fists and aids. <laughs> Went the Arthur Ashe route. No, did he pass away? No, he's just got the aids up in him. Yeah, he's still wanting to come back and box, if I understand right. Because he's saying him. that the HIV, the HIV. He's saying that the HIV apparently is not uh, that contagious if you're Because they've changed the rules of boxing to prohibit yeah, fucking in the ass. It's, <laughs> it's just made it less watchable. He's probably not going uh, to be able to box, I guess. But he can maybe he can box. He's the, been banned from boxing for yeah. years. So I'm saying he probably won't be able to be reinstated into the... But he can maybe box at home. Well, he could he could bounce back on his acting chops. That's, that's tough. That's a tough break. I have a spinoff from the Rocky franchise with Tommy Morrison. Actually, I would have. I'd be fine with that, because I, I actually, I mean, you're talking to a guy who owns Gladiator with James Marshall, so fantastic boxing. There's movie. no way you own that movie, Jim Wood. I did. I might not. Wait, is James Wood? Have it. No, it's Brian Dennehy, Robert Loja, James Marshall, and Cuba Gooding. See, I just make shit up and hope it. It's true. The um, that guy's got a strange career. James Marshall. Yes. Yes. He was in a movie, a remake of a killer elevator movie with Naomi Watts. That was like this huge. I mean, I think it cost like $15 million to make. They never released it. It just started showing up on cable like last year. 
That is the worst villain. Because Naomi. I walks. know, like you're in a dark alley and you hear ting. A killer elevator. Yeah, it's in this building, and the elevator. Um, not the lift, is it? It's it's a remake of the lift. Okay. I can't remember what it's called. The same director did that. It was like a where's where's the lift from? Is it a German film or something? Somewhere. It's the dumbest thing ever. It's like having a a, a killer a killer flight of Ron stairs. Ron Perlman's in it. They have a big cast in that movie. I mean, not big, but like a lot of recognizable faces. And at the end of the movie, which I'll spoil because it's just so terrible, they have the elevators are given brains. Like they they have brains. They find the and in, in the little elevator shaft, they have brains attached to their control panels. Sounds pretty good. Brains in a shaft sounds like me. <laughs> Another commercial. But uh, that's actually a movie that people should seek out. I wish I could. I think it is. What is Brain it called? Shaft. The shaft. Maybe it's called the shaft. Maybe it was made by the what Irish. Called the shaft. It might be but called not, the shaft. There's no way Naomi watches in a movie called the shaft. Lift th- or brain. I think it might be called the shaft. No. And li- and and Naomi watches actually pretty good in it because she kind of is playing it campy, whereas no one else really is. You could, you could see her chops even then, Steve. You can see her chops in Twenty One Grams, if you know what I'm saying. No one is better at acting inside a killer elevator than her. A killer elevator. Played, I think she played an investigative reporter. Now, how do they explain the elevator? Like, did, did there's two killers two. die inside, and his soul is trapped in there? It was it something no like sense. it was something like it was an army experiment, and this mm-hmm. mad this this person went the like, elevator, it, yeah. maybe army experiment failed, and so they he put it in the in this hotel instead. The elevator got pissed. Like, I and want then he, war, damn it. And, and then he attached it to an elevator instead of what he was originally supposed to attach. It. I don't know. It was like AI elevator. This film sounds more promising as we talk about it. I'm not. I guess I'm not saying not to watch it. The name of the movie is Down. No, it's not. Yes, I'm looking at the uh, page. It's not it. That's not that. Unless it was originally called that, they renamed it. James Marshall, Naomi Watts, yeah, Thal, Michael Ironside. Yeah, I, one Eric of the Thal's titles is Down. What else? I don't see others. They always have alternative titles. I'm looking. I can't help you, sir. But anyway, Down is the name here. It was a wall. Not Down. Like the shaft. Look up the shaft. Damn it! Why are you so insistent? Who cares? I don't want to be challenged on this. You're up. You're a liar. I'm not here to help you. You're here to. All you're doing is sitting over there in the corner, lying about the killer elevator. Yeah, that's what that's what's on the DVD cover. Yeah, it's starting to piss me off. You can't get your facts right about the killer elevator. That's what because you know the guys are going to be asking. I imagine the people that write for Chud, the the Devin and Beeks and Russ, and I imagine some of them are going to be interviewing. At the Hellboy Junkets, right? Interviewing the okay. principals. That's what you should. You're the I'm boss. Right. Tell them to ask Perlman about the shaft. I want to ask Perlman about Naomi Watts' nipples in 21 Grams. You really like. You never forgot. Those were fucking amazing nipples. Yeah. And I, I know that there's other stuff going on in the movie, and there's some heartfelt, and some loss, and car crashes, demolishing children. Mm-hmm. But those tits are, they're unspeakable. I didn't much think of that movie. I think the acting was excellent. Apparently but. not. <laughs> it's a great. It's a great. There's great performances, but it's not as good as it, it could have been. It's kind of one of those movies that's, you know, it's chopped up for, no reason. It's like you know, it's like, uh, you know, I don't know. Just best performance by nipples. But the acting's quite good. Yeah. So how good are the nipples? Fantastic. Yeah, I, I can't remember them. They radiate. Speaking of chopped up for no reason, Sharon Tate. Oh, are we segueing into uh, the strangers? Let's do that after this break. This commercial for Chud.com. Jesus, you're welcome. My name is Nick Nunziata. I'm the founder of Chud.com, and as we enter our second decade of existence, 
I want to welcome you to a newly revigorated site that's punched up and super. But don't listen to me, because it's my job to sell you on the concept of this website. Let's listen to the reader's testimonials, for they ring only of truth while I'm just a figurehead. Thank you. And now the readers. I love Chud so much it hurts. I locked my kids in the hot car so I can listen in peace. Chud is like a father to me, except my daddy raped me in the garage. Even across the ocean, Chud makes my face warm. I am a huge fan of their insight. If I go to America, I will be executed for I am a terrorist. The first thing I do in the morning is boot up my computer and read Chud.com. The second thing I do in the morning is shoot poisonous needles into children. I secretly enjoy reading Chud.com on a computer made of human hair in my prison cell at Banquet Palace. I will never see my family again, but at least I know not to see the bucket list. I used to read Chud.com back when Smiling Jack Ruby was around. Since then the site has been a fucking joke. Way to jump the shark, assholes. And we are back. I'm being terrorized by this cat over here. Punch him in the face, I do it. Punch him right in his little ears. He's so cute, though. He's good, but he's a pain in the dick. He makes a lot of, He makes a racket, that cat. I know, I, I sold him to a head. I think this cat really doesn't like me. Why? He loves everybody. You're petting him with your sock. Well, he's kind of petting himself. Yeah, but I mean, a cat's, when a cat's laid back... when you Ow, can't... fuck! Did he bite your foot? He, he does he love bite. bites. <laughs> he thought you were playing with him. He bit my foot off. He thought, look at him. He's, ba- he's already back against your leg. He's all- This concludes the Chud broadcast <laughs> live dramatization of the ghost in the darkness. He's <laughs> <laughs> got a taste for human flesh now. Piss off, cat. He just wants to play. He thought you were playing with him. Petting him with his, your, your sock. What is he supposed to expect? He's petting me with his teeth. Look at that no, little. don't don't try to be cute over here. Right, I'll try it again. So, um, yeah. we all saw the strangers, mm-hmm. and this film is in release now. It's a, a week and a half in release or so. Made some money. Did it? Yeah, it did pretty well. Made like twenty million. Not, not you the, could make any horror movie just about make money. Though, so. I don't. I but I think it's um. I don't know. I mean, some movies, some horror movies, still come out and fail miserably. I, you know, they did a pretty good job marketing this. Uh, they kind of gave away the movie, but it, it worked. That guy will direct again, I guess. What's his name? Do you remember? Some guy. He, he, seems, he seems to have his heart in the right place. Brian or Brad something? It's a boring name. Actually, I think his name is is Brian Brad. <laughs> is that? Maybe his brain. Maybe his elevator brain. His name is Brian Bertino. Brian Bertino, young guy, right? Yes. What about 60? He is not old. He's 30. He's young. He's younger than us. He's the look, same age as our, younger as our than podcast. Steve. Same age as our podcast. Well, look at that. How about that? Steve, God, you're incredible. I am amazing, even in my foot bleeding. But you're a fucking fool. But he's an up-and-coming, uh, I don't know if he'll stick to the horror genre, but he's an up-and-coming guy. You really? Know what, um, but he, you know what I'm saying? He's, he's, got, he's gonna have another movie. For better or worse, he will. I I don't I think he's got some chops. He does. He does. He's not too horrible. Let's talk about this film. Okay. Steve, why don't you synopsize it? You never get to do this. Carry the torch per se. Uh, all right. It's about um, about a couple here, about a couple who decides that they're gonna run away to a little a cabin in the woods, all alone for a romantic weekend. 
Not really cabin in the woods. Well, it's supposed to be though. No. Well, there, okay. Don't they have, don't, isn't it kind of like a neighborhood? <laughs> That's the whole point. It's ridiculous, right? From the start, the film's silly. So it's a cabin <laughs> in the woods, isolated. You're blowing the synopsis. Oh God! And it's, I the, can't and, believe it's it. and it's the guy. This would be house. funnier if there was a guy named the synopsis. <laughs> it's his, it's the it's the male lead's dad's house, right? I think so. His childhood. It's his childhood retreat. Home, right. Yeah. So anyway, they go there for a manic weekend and they get murdered. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, All I right. guess they do. That's the right. Actually, I don't think uh, like there's a lot of discussion about the um the uh the fate of one of the characters saying that it was just like a, a shock ending. Yeah, I'm going to be I I guess I'm I don't care like to me that that's not what bothered me the shock ending. What bothered me was the actual the ending, lack of ending. Yeah, I think he didn't really know how to end it. I think that he the director or the writer, I guess the same guy. He had a lot of uh, buildup, and then he didn't know how to uh, end it at all. And I think he kind of blows it. But it's hard to end a movie like that because the whole point of it is to do those on-screen, you know, scares like kind of the creepy right. Halloween scares. But you also want to care for the characters, as everybody always says. But and I do appreciate the fact that he did try to to make the characters yeah he's likable at the beginning. And this was Steve was talking about before before the show. He spent like the first half hour, um, you know, kind of building up. You know, creating these two characters, and you know they weren't in they weren't in a, a scary situation yet. He spent time kind of developing their relationship. Because th- there is some tension between uh, Liv Tyler and uh, Boring Guy. Scott Speedman's my favorite person in the movie. Scott well, Speedman. Good. Yeah, that's good. That's good to hear. But there is some tension uh, from the you know that he proposes to her at the beginning, and then she turns him down. Yeah, and it's all after that. Right, it's, it's like, all said after that. But mm-hmm. there is that conflict there. So they're not at, at the beginning when the, the scare starts happening. When they're, they're terrorized, they're not on the same page and. They're doing their own thing there, and it's the rift. But it still didn't work very well, though. That's I don't the care Asian about remake of that Naomi Watts film. <laughs> uh, but you don't care about the characters. At least well, I didn't I, care about them. To me, it's like I, 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 I don't know. It's not like I sat there and like I don't care about these characters. But you know, the whole point of that movie is just to to throw those those visuals kind of scares at you, and it does. But the the trailer gives so much of it away. Of it away. The trailer it sucks. gives everything away. Yeah, it really does. About every single the trailer scene. is great. <laughs> yeah, the trailer's great. It is very good. But every it shows scare, you those few moments of scary. But everything in the trailer, pretty much every. They're all the scary bits. Um, they give away a lot in the trailer. And I I, I can go the I can go the rest of my life without ever seeing Liv Tyler crawling around on the ground with her legs curled up, it's freakish looking. It's like the Exorcist going down the stairs. I kind of like uh, I kind of like Liv Tyler, girl, but the I kind of like Liv Tyler in this. I thought she did a pretty good job. Nope. Kind of the. We are not in agreement. No, I don't. I don't like her. So yeah, I, I can't really. I don't mind her. I'm biased on that. She did a pretty good job of being chased around and then ultimately being captured. She's not biased. She didn't die in a basketball court. Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> Um, the thing is, okay, it's it's perfectly fine. It's got a case of the Texas Chainsaw wannabe vibe as far as some of the tone. Which he freely admits, right? The director? Oh, I think he meant he's back in the New York groove. I was trying to conjure up a joke there. I could, <laughs> I'm still having problems with this cat. He's over here. Well, it was here just a minute ago. He's right here. But he was over he here. He's across town from you right he's now. He's like the strangers behind you. Yeah, but anyway, it's um, it's got a, that Texas Chainsaw kind of vibe. 
but it just it's not scary. It's like there's no once those once you see these cre- these people doing their thing, there's no men there's not enough menace there. They're they're lame. And 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 they and they and they'll toy with the uh, the participants, all the characters, just enough to like get a scare, and then they'll disappear. Yeah, but those are the that's the point. That's kind of the point of those movies. That, that, I think I don't know why. You know, obviously, I think the the true uh, inspiration of this is Halloween, the original Halloween. Yeah, but the thing is, Halloween had the smarts to have enough expendable characters. No, you're right. I mean, they, you have to kind of look at why Halloween would work so well even today, where this movie kind of does what Halloween does, but doesn't work quite as well. Um, Do you think Halloween works as well today? I don't. Yeah, oh, yeah. I think the it's still creepy still as hell. Yeah, I mean. The, just some of the shots in that movie are still f- and so the, and effective. The, and I think about the holiday. The sparseness of the music. Like how yeah, they're playing the music. See, you're right. The mu- and he, the, this guy uses music well in this, I think. Uh, a little heavy-handed. I thought it's totally heavy-handed, but I think it was the, effective. The, yeah. the choices of songs was overt. It's like trying to find quirky, minimalist. No, you're right, but it wor- I think it works. It just doesn't... When you start thinking about it, you're like, why are they bringing this I just kind of indie rec- fake, record collection along with them? It's like a very fake sense of fabricated Why like, are they playing mood? records? That's what I was wondering the whole time. Why do they have a record player on this CDs. Yeah, why don't they have their iPod out? Why did the guy keep his shotgun in the house and his bullets across town? They had bullets? They had bullets in the the shed. We had to go like 10 miles to get to it. No, they had bullets in the closet. They, the more I think about this movie, the more I hate it. I thought they had the bullets in the, the shed. <laughs> it's oh, no, the closet. It was a closet. Seth Rogen, do you like this movie? Jesus Christ. So, um... <laughs> did you, uh... Nick thought it was mediocre. You did not hate it. I I thought it was disappointing. It was it was it was fine, but the trailer duped me. I I was like, this is actually a cut of finer horror, and in reality, it was just there was nothing new it had to offer. It was a good first try. Sure, same old slash. But I, you know what, horror? I'm there's too many of those. I'm so tired. I'm just of the belief that somebody has. I mean, there has to be more accountability with horror. Yeah, but is that is it just horror? Yes, because no horror was the the redheaded stepchild of the film genre of the film yeah. industry, and all of a sudden it became big business. Okay. So, if they're you know it's like they can't be both. You either have to be the redheaded stepchild, and then you can afford to make mediocre movies or movies that have like one or two high points. Like a lot of the J horror has like one or two great scenes, and the rest of it's kind of mediocre. But because of those those scenes, they stick out. You can't have it both. You have to either. If you're going to be the kind of movie that people flock to see that makes $30 million or $20 million in our opening weekend, you have to have some something that you're bringing to the table. Because everybody's seen it. Strangers, there's no... The only, there's Strangers, I would not... I would have liked it more if it was like a direct-to-video like Curiosity. And I would have liked it more if it were an hour long. There's nothing about it that, that stands... You it know, was too long. We can't applaud it for being competent. You know? It's just bullshit. I know, I know. But I, I think that it's uh, competent. No, but I think that it the the reason it's so weird the reason it sticks out is because it actually is, um, uh, it actually does pay tribute to uh, movies of the like the seventies and the early eighties that you really love but rather than more, try to just rip of this, off Japanese how, movies. How many or, more films do we need to keep paying tribute? Though? Everything's paying tribute. That, that, well, that's just it. I mean, that, that's and that's a good point. Is that you know what's the last great horror film? Like gra- great original horror film? And I guess you have to look to Japan, really. Nope, I don't. I mean, I don't have an answer because I, I just kind of it all blurs. Together. I mean, I like the descent. You guys hate the descent, so don't like it. So I mean, it's just like I don't there's know. A, I mean, there's there's good horror comedy, but straight up horror, I don't know. Um, 
Devil's Backbone's great. Certainly nothing Hollywood Hollywood's produced. A lot of those like eloquent ghost stories that have come out in recent years, like The Others and all that, those are those are good. They're fine movies. They're legitimate movies. But they're not classics or amazing. I mean, The Others is okay, but when you, the last time you pull out The Others to watch? Well, it's not the kind of movie that lends it. Like, and that's the thing. I mean, like a lot of the great, uh, unless you're talking about the stuff that's gratuitous. Like, I mean, like as much as I love like Evil Dead or even like Friday Thirteen. All those, though, Friday Thirteen is not a great movie. Mm-mm. But a lot of the horror movies that like oh, well. even Halloween, that's that's got like death. That's like hard. That's in your face. Like yeah. the more eloquent stuff, like The Changeling or you know, like the great movies, you don't watch them a lot. You don't watch. You don't say, you know what? I'm in the mood to watch a, a, a kind of a, a a nice eloquent horror film. But it doesn't make it any less good. Maybe Hostel? No. I don't even consider that a horror film, really. I'm trying to think. It's reality, man. Planes. There's good stuff going on elsewhere, but I don't know about American horror too much. The uh, Shaft? Just seems pretty... But this guy, the I mean, this the guy he likes the right things. and I mean, I know that's not... That's not um, I just like... I mean, he, what he puts up on the screen to me in this was uh it was a it was a good effort i i did not hate it um the last good well, it definitely I mean, wasn't the second coming though so it's a remake but the dawn of the dead one was a was a solid solid horror flick not really a horror flick it's more of an action flick well you agree I mean, yeah but then i mean how how far are we going to split it i mean evil dead evil dead 2 is a horror comedy yeah but it's, i'm not dawn trying to dead. like split the genre but to me are you talking about scary yeah dawn does not scary I say this is stranger scary than Dawn of the Dead. You know, the beginning of Dawn of the Dead has more horror horror in it than the rest of the movie. Yeah, that's that 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 first like twenty minutes is yeah, it's great, impeccable. I think it's very difficult to scare people these days, though, because you need something that when you when that stays with you for a couple of days, and there's nothing that does that anymore. <laughs> the cat get you? So that is that scary? That's close. Scary and great. You actually sounded like the crowd I saw the strangers with. I think it they wet, were into it. I think I just wet my beard. <laughs> and you didn't even have a beard. I want I want to get an award. Best scariest podcast of the week. <laughs> <laughs> so the verdict on this is that you guys didn't think much of it. I didn't think much, but I, I looked Neither forward to Paul Newman. I look forward to what else. Whatever he uh, follows this up with. Yeah. It would have been a good hour long film. Nick that guy lo- gave a great interview. Yeah, yeah, he did. And Nick, Nick likes Speedman for some reason. I don't. In that movie, I don't, do not understand. He had personality. He was fine, but well, I, mean, I mean, he didn't bring anything to the table. He's a pretty vacuum tip. Typically, didn't really notice. What him. has Speedman done? Like he was this? the only person in the film I, I, I cared if they lived. <laughs> Liv Tyler, I hated her. Why? I hated her, and I normally, I mean, she, how do you sit there and you're like, I don't like Tyler, but I like Speedman. I like what Speedman's doing on the screen. They both are running around. Yeah. Well, I mean, he was. First of all, she made him go out for smokes. What a bitch. No, he offered. Well, he was being nice. He needed to get away from her fucking stinking ass. She said, don't go out. And he's like, <laughs> he's like, I know what will happen if I don't go out. You won't be able to sleep. And she's like, like you know me so well, but I'm still not going to marry to you. No. You're not going to be able to sleep because you're going to get murdered. <laughs> Let's spoil the film a little bit. Um, at the, the girl- end. Okay, go ahead. At the end, that little screamed little, <gasps> Christ, death. You think she's dead, but she's not. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to name any names, but the girl. Um, th- see, some people think it was just like a carry ending yeah. where she just had a, a death streak. I just assume she survived. Yeah, me too. 
I don't really care. Because at the beginning of the film, there's that 911 call. So what's this? But it was a different character, though. This, that wasn't her character. It was someone, I think. I think it was a little, I think it was one of the boys. Yeah, it was someone named Jordan, I think. And her character was Chris. But that's the thing is he has, he had really no control over that. And he doesn't know how to end it. So it doesn't make any sense, really. Right. It sounded like a girl at the beginning. So it, I guess when, you, when you're going into the film cold, you think it's her. They have that amazing Tyler. shot and the, in the, their masks and the, the way they look in the movie. The, the bad guys are great, I think. And they have that shot when they're standing in front of the couch. It's kind of yeah. the money shot, but again, in and the there trailer. are two of us sitting there. I would let that would have been a good ending, actually. But everything is in the trailer. Yeah, there's I know. no scares. I know. I know that's in the trailer, but it's a great shot. Actually, and it's there's a no great scares shot. left the, the, here. The geography of the of the house and the, and the backyard and all that's lame when it comes to the way they use it. Mm-hmm. It like all the people hiding in the darkness and you know people disappearing behind trees and all that. When, and then when they show the the yard from other perspectives, it doesn't look. Like what happened could have happened as so, far as the layout. It's kind of cheating a little bit. Why don't they just set the thing in the woods? Why don't they just make it dark and and large and spacious instead? They, I don't know. They why didn't the characters just get up on the roof? Well, they had a gun for a while. They could have just, right, just left, walked but, out. I mean, that's not the point. I mean, obviously, there's the other, the the bad guys are indestructible and the the people have no chance. So that's not you know he he never gives you any. There's never any hope for those people in that movie. So it's not like he's setting up some kind of hope. You know here's, that you know what's hap- going to happen. Here's another tactic that simply needs to stop mm. based on true events. Yeah. I don't mind. I looked all over on the web to find out these events. Nowhere. Yeah, but he's, he said in that interview they weren't on, real. I even looked on the fucking bang bus. <laughs> for, for days. He, he said they weren't <laughs> real. He was paying tribute to Texas Chainsaw. There was that one event that he said that did happen to him. It was when the girl comes up to the house at the beginning and asks if... Uh, Someone else was like a Tamara. He said, I think in the interview he said that he that was at home was alone kid. with his sister and um, these guys were knocking on the house. Like somebody came and knocked on the door and they opened it. The sister opened it and they, they said, oh, I'm sorry, I have the wrong house. And what happened was these guys were breaking into houses and they were and they were knocking to see if anybody was home and they would break but in. That's about it, though. That and the, I guess the Manson family. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, but those guys were just teases. What is it with Manson jokes today? Um what if what if this? What if the strangers like they knock on the door? This is all this tension is like scary for forty five minutes, and then they they you finally you finally find out their plan, and there's a flaming bag of poo in the front yard. <laughs> <laughs> to me, that's more menacing. Hold on now, poo. You can't say any other words but poo. Not on this <laughs> children friendly podcast. <laughs> really? Have we never mentioned dried cunt on this show? And yet you say poo? You say dried cunt? I might have. Or Gerard cunt, star of Buck Rogers. <laughs> <laughs> um. Dried poo. Flaming poo, even. <laughs> it's Paul McCartney for you. That's, that's right. Um, oh God, Paul all right, well, we, I guess that... What's the, okay, we didn't really like The Strangers. What the, you liked it the most, but you always like... You filled it like... I didn't love it though. I mean, and it was okay. I wouldn't. I wouldn't rent it. You know, if Tyler and Scott Speedman get stabbed at the end, and are fa- <laughs> and are found by Mormons, it's just it's just a, a good effort. That's it. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not a huge fan of it. A scarier title would have, would have been "They Were Found by Mormons." <laughs> that I mean, it does. That makes absolutely no sense. It doesn't make any sense. <laughs> so dumb. Actually, the title it tells you everything. Your title, anyway. They were found by Mormons. It's like they have this religious literature and they at the end and the she has on the ask the girl is like can I have one and he's like yeah and they, they are have you this, a sinner are you a sinner it's just, sometimes it's like the worst it's just like, such bad writing I, I'm only a sinner when I when I murder Scott Speedman they should have taken off the little masks when the Mormons visited them 
They did take the mask off. Justin, when you were growing up, what's the scariest thing you were ever involved in? What was the scariest situation that ever unfolded right in front of you? Did you ever have a really close to death fucking scary? I had a really scary uh, situation happening when I was a kid. Let's hear it. Share. Um, See, I was friends with this. You can make up yours now. I was oh. friends with this kid who. You, you really want to hear this? Yeah, this is fucking. I'm tired of waiting. This show is about communication. I was friends with this kid who was. He was a little strange. Had webbed toes. I didn't know him too well, but I was in his kitchen. Namor. Was, this is when I was young. What was his Namor? <laughs> and uh, he was a little goofy, and I don't know what, but he started going a little crazy. And got a knife out, and I knew that maybe it was time to get out of there. So I started running. He started chasing me with the knife, and then I, you know, you make it home because I was a fucking awesome runner. Uh, I'll pace that asshole. The web foot, well done. Web toes, and uh, the door, of course, is locked. You know, so I'm basically sitting duck at the door. My mom opened up just in time. Speaking of things with web feet, as the knife plunged into my head. So, oh well. Done. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, mom. No, but she actually uh, got to me in time. How old were you? I was really young. I don't know. I think it was like I think I was like twenty four. <laughs> no, but I was I was very young. Did the kid turn out to be weird? I mean, like was he, he was a little messed up. I think that caused uh, quite um, a bit of alarm in the neighborhood that you know, the kid was knife wielding. Was it a butter knife? No, I think it was actual. I think it was probably a kitchen knife. He really tried to stab you. Yeah. Why were you at his house? I think I was with, uh, I think it was like kind of, you know, you and your kid, you just kind of go to everybody's house, ride their big wheels. If the big wheels are out, you kind of take their big wheel. It's like, it's not my big wheel, but I'm going to ride it anyway type thing. You know, it's like, it's like a lending library of big wheels. That's kind of Jump on their octagon shaped. Fuck yeah, yeah. You know, here's a hard There's part. one thing that you never had to worry about him doing, barring your mittens. <laughs> Here. <laughs> Here's the one, the, the saddest thing that happened to me when I was a kid. That is the dumbest thing ever. Uh, is that I had a big wheel. That you guys, I don't know, do big wheels exist anymore? I have no clue. I'm sure they do. But, you know, you know, you know what I'm talking about. You had a big wheel, Nick? I did. Prize possession, right? And I remember Christmas morning, I was riding outside my big wheel. Everybody was. New big wheels. This kid came in with a motorized big wheel. Like a motorized kind of like. motorized. Well, it wasn't a big wheel. It was like a motorized like fake motorcycle but it had a motor so you know the pedal you know what they call kids like that rich handicapped no it was rich well, my prized possession was a, was a, a kermit the frog piano <laughs> <laughs> really yep that was my prized possession i used to rock out on that kermit the frog piano did you play piano no but <laughs> how many keys it. on that it's like five but you know what <laughs> he would love it because he'd get his uncle to pretend he was frank oz <laughs> <laughs> Steve would wear a red shirt. The rest is history. Well, so tell um, me what kind of songs you could rock out to. Is it one of those things where you press a key, it plays a whole song? No, no, no. It, it was like a. Like, I don't, I, you know, I don't remember. I had to have been five, maybe. Why did they call it Kermit the Frog piano? Does the Kermit the Frog have a sticker on I, it? Yeah, I guess. I mean, I don't remember it. They're just. I've seen pictures with me kicking ass on it, like Jerry Lee Lewis. Yeah. Mm -hmm. it, apparently, it was just a regular piano with uh, the Muppets all over it, but. Kermit the Frog's big ass face was like right in the middle. It's great, yeah. Who yeah. played that piano on the Muppets? Rolf? Yeah. Ozzy. So oh, why Rolf, wasn't it right. a Rolf piano? I don't know. Look, I I, I don't have answers for you. <sighs> Kermit wormed his way in there. Yeah, into my memories. I got a ventriloquist doll when I was a kid. Hugo. I named him uh, Marvin, and I really wanted it. 
Nick, Marvel. Probably, I bet Nick had, Nick probably has one now. He what? obviously has one now, but what? Ventriloquist doll. You know you got one oh, yeah. in here. I bang several. So I asked for this doll. I wanted it for like this ventriloquist doll forever, and I had a joke that was that was gonna say like I practiced it, it was gonna be a, uh, you know, he's gonna say I was gonna say why don't you take out the trash, Marvin? And he was gonna say what I took you out last week. That was my big joke. Oh, nice. So I got the vent- ventriloquist doll, and then I realized that. You actually had to have that ventriloquist skill, and I didn't want to go that route. It's too bad you never uh, honed your joke-telling skills. It wasn't a joke. This is an anecdote. Oh. But uh, but you ever, you know what I'm saying? Like, I never liked the uh, ventriloquist. I didn't have the skill. I just wanted the skill to come gifted with the actual gift. Well, I had the skill at the piano. I was rocking out left and right. I wasn't a good ventriloquist because I never could mimic Robert Picardo's voice. Um. Steve didn't like my ventriloquist story, which is, can be so easily like so easily be edited from the show. I People did hate like howling it. jokes so much. Howling, by the way, not has great. A, has a great title. The sequel is a great title. Oh, uh, by the way, your sister's a werewolf. Yeah, yeah, or something like that. Not by the way, but I don't know. If by the way, made the title, but it's something like like the Coven or the Brood or something. No, like it's like P.S. Your sister's a werewolf. Yeah, it's something like that. Not howling too. Yeah. No, it isn't. Yes, it is. Mm. Oh, really? I mean, uh, on the box, it just says Howling 2. But the the full title is, yes. Yeah. They have, they play it on cable all the time. All the time. The Double movie channels. so embarrassed at the end. Was it the, that film or was it the third one that she's... I think she's in that. She The the end credits is just her breasts getting exposed over and over again. Yeah, I think it's her. Yeah, she, she saw that and apparently went crying out of the building or something like that. Well, she should have realized that she's Sybil Danning and she doesn't have any fucking mat. She doesn't matter. It's it's howling to your sister is a werewolf. <laughs> and then uh, who's in that? That was so. He's in Lord of the Rings. Christopher Lee. Christopher Lee. Red Brown. Ooh. Sybil Danning. Yes. Others. How do you know that story about that? About I remember her? reading it because I thought it was fucking hilarious. Because when I saw that film, I was baffled. I was like, "Holy shit." The end credits is just her tits being exposed why? on loop. It's why like, is that the end credits? No, and it's like which I, is the French th- word for wolf. Why is that the end credits? That no, but no I think sense. it's. I think what happens is there's music, and I think they just keep cutting back to her, this shot of her exposing her breast like to the beat of the music, and it's and they'll they'll cut the other scenes, but it always goes back to that. Maybe if I remember erotic. correctly. Howling to. <laughs> what are howling, you laughing about? <laughs> howling to P.S. Your tits are out. What are you laughing at? Nick found something. That's going to be bad, I bet. It's going to make for good radio. (laughs) (laughs) Did someone send you that picture or did you find it? We need to send it. I guess this will be edited out. (laughs) Yeah, so what? Ah, Fuck you. (laughs) You know who I hate? (laughs) Do you know who I hate? I hate people with webbed appendages. <laughs> That's what I hate. Why do you guys make fun of my my semi murder? Because I think you made it up. Steve, let's hear your sad story from the past. My sad story from the past. I was about five or so, and uh, someone stole my Kermit the Frog piano. <laughs> turned Are you out serious? It, yeah, it turned out it was this kid across the street with uh, webbed feet. <laughs> Wait, what? Where he had webbed feet. He tried to play the piano with his webbed feet. Yeah. So I fucking killed him. <laughs> <laughs> with a with my hard on. with my five year old fist, <laughs> which he keeps in a special jar. <laughs> yeah, he was ten at the time. I have no scary. St- I have no scary. 
I have no frightening story from when I was a child because I was an amazing kid. Well, yeah, but your parents protected you. No. They created a great environment for you. I guess the only scary thing that I can think of is I don't remember because I was. Steve, what about when we went up to the mountains with Dane? That wasn't. I wasn't a child though. I was a man. (laughs) But I had a tricycle. I had had a bitching tricycle. I used to ride all over town that damn thing. Well, I had the story about big wheels that you were shown that you. I had a tricycle. It wasn't. It wasn't a big wheel. Yeah, I know, but I had similar wheels. I'm embarrassed because mine was a tricycle. Yeah, you should. That's bad. See, now the truth's out. I did not have a a big wheel. I had a damn. Don't worry, that's the only one. So did Three Armed Grim Reaper. Anyway, I had. I was rocking around. I was rolling around town on my, my bitching ass tricycle. Okay. And apparently I, I wheeled into traffic. Okay. Downtown Vidalia, Georgia. Yeah. Which is about three people living. Which there. is pretty much like riding alone in the woods. It's <laughs> kind of it's kind of coming back to like Pet Cemetery because isn't that what happened? Pet Cemetery. No, he's walking in the middle of the street. He Did he? Walking. I need to learn how to speak. He's, he's walking right. He rode a trike out there. Wow. He's on foot. Really? But that kid was dumb. I evaded death. Five year old feet. So I'm driving around in my little tricycle, right, and I cross traffic. Wow. Yeah. I went right across the street, apparently, all these cars buzzing by. And the uh, the postman found me. Where's your joke? <laughs> and then he, and then he, showed him, he showed him dancing with wolves shortly thereafter. Thank you. The postman found <laughs> me and, and took me back home. And I was pissed because I was kicking ass on my tricycle. Yeah. I went downtown to pick up some chicks. He took him home. And then about three weeks later, the authorities <laughs> claimed Steve. <laughs> the guy had webbed feet. I couldn't understand it. See, Steve learned to kiss the girls. That he was made the only a, scary thing. But. He made Steve show him, show him where he lived by jerking him off. Apparently. This is where I live, baby. See, I was five years old, so I blocked it out. I don't Jerk remember me off at towards all. your house. So, that's my story. Steve, tell, 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 tell the listeners the story of, of Rick in the woods. And Rick of the mountains. We were, we were cruising around up in the mountains, right, for a mm-hmm. little retreat. Yeah. Was, uh, this is not romantic at all because there's three dudes in the car. Yeah, three of us blokes, right? We're all in the car and we're driving around. We're going up to a little cabin in the woods. And it's pouring down rain and we get turned around on a, on a small road. So Nick decides, this is back when he had that, that great big 4x4. Four four. And uh, so we're, we're backing up in, the, in, in this dirt road and he's peeling, spinning out, spinning out all over the place. And apparently we made such a commotion as we're coming back down the mountain. We see that this guy in the middle of the, of the, the road with a lantern and a gun. Okay. And there in the road with a pistol and a lantern. Is he wanting you to stop? Uh, yeah, yeah. So we start freaking out. Is he aiming the gun? Uh, no, he, if I remember right, he just had it down by his side. Okay. So anyway, we, we, we slow up, and the guy walks up to the window and <laughs> fucking shoots Nick in the face. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. So you guys thought at this point maybe it was a good idea to stop and slow down and see what this we guy, had to actually, guy, we guy, had the guy to, wants. Actually, he was in the middle of the road. I'll tell you what really happened. <laughs> he was in the middle of the road, so the guy shows up. He says, hey, listen, fellas. <laughs> I'm t- <laughs> How do you coming up here drag racing all over the place? We've had some complaints, so you need to slow it down. And I had my little my switchblade out. I was like, I'm about to leap over Nick and knife this guy in the throat. If he tried anything with his little with his pistol, so I'm sitting there being cool. Was it a pistol? He had a, he had a fucking machine gun. So I'm about to go over and knife this <laughs> knife this guy. What's wrong? What's wrong with my story? <laughs> what the hell's wrong? So anyway, the guy tells us to piss off. Okay. Anyway, the guy rode up on a nuclear back. weapon. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I just remember. I remember the story because you guys were petrified. For you can't it even was, go to how sleep. How it happened was I was in my Nissan Maxima. It was after my Blazer. We were up in the mountains. It was pouring. <laughs> it was up in this like gravel one lane road, and my mother's cabin was remote. Hold on now. You need to make it you're, right now. You're making it sound like it was just you and I. It was me, you and Dane. 
Okay. That's better. Um, and we were, I forgot, we were going to the right or do some something. We were getting away. I thought we were going to the right to work on writing something. That's the night we saw Infernal Affairs. Anyway, we, um, we, so we go over the mountain, and uh, I missed Mom's area because it was pouring, and, and I had to do a U-turn, but there were, we were lost, and, yeah. I, and there was no room. So it was all muddy. I, I, I backed out, went down the hill, and uh, I had made, we had made noise because we were trying to back out, and our, light, our headlights were the only light in the whole world. And um, we're coming down the hill, and it's, it's, it's wide enough for one car. And it's, we don't want to, we're going very slow, but we also don't want to stop. We don't want to stop or go fast because it's like we're really, it's treacherous. We're afraid of falling off the mountain. Yeah. Well, you were. I wasn't afraid at all. The headlights of a truck were down, blocking our way. So we had to stop. And we did. And the guy walks up. And it's just like it's like out of a movie because like he walks up, he his headlights are still on. He comes out of his truck. Well, no, he, he didn't wa- have a lantern. No, he had his headlights of his truck. Jeez. I don't remember the truck. That's Stephen drinking. What did he time? levitate there with a lantern? You fuck. <laughs> was it? This must have been you and Ichabod went out. <laughs> and uh, so he walks out. And he, you know, he, like he walks like in front of his truck's headlights, and it's like the silhouette, and he's coming up towards my driver's side door, and he's got a fucking handgun, like, and he's holding it not in a provocative way. He's got it at his side, right underneath my door, like. I you thought know, he had it like, pointed at your head. <laughs> so you in, know, in he, a matter like you know, he wants me to see it. Okay. And all the while we're listening to Goblin's greatest hits. We were, weren't we? Yes. I think we so were. did you think you were gonna maybe get shot? I don't know, because I mean, we're, we're we're in the fucking serious boonies. But I wasn't worried because I had my knife out. Did he have a knife? I had a knife. I had my knife like that big damn knife in my hand. Steve had. He might have had a Game Boy in his hand. <laughs> Actually, I think I had some nail clippers. But the guy is a total redneck mountain man, and uh, he's, like, threatening. He's, like, saying he thought we were peeling out, like, having fun four-wheeling in a Nissan Maxima up on the top of a mountain. Maybe he's talking about bananas. So, anyway, he, he, you know, I was, I was, I wasn't, you know, I was very normal. I I told him my mom's name and all that. Yeah, you gave her up. Yeah, well, I mean. Everybody right away, everybody. didn't even take any time. You gave her up. Meanwhile, I was thinking about jumping out the car and rolling down the mountain. Here's her Steve. address. Here's her description. Here's Steve her phone was number. Roll down the mountain with Joan Wilder. <laughs> so, um, so, finally, the guy basically he threatened us. He's like, you know, you, you know, basically he he was gonna watch us. Yeah, well, he already threatened you with having a gun out. He did take us back to the cabin. No, he, we he he went back. Yeah, we we followed and we and we found the road. But but hold on. After all, he was doing like fifty on this tiny road. I don't road. remember. I don't remember. He but was hauling ass. I remember that. And we were doing like twenty, maybe. Anyway, that night we were we were all freaked out. Yeah. And we ended up we were gonna, we, we made like a little barricade. We were gonna sleep like in the kitchen area. Yeah, it was it was creepy. And I ended up staring out the window the whole night. And the fucker pulls up in his truck on the hill, overlooking the cabin for like two hours with his lights on, just parked there watching the cabin at like two in the morning. So that's because probably. Made your heart race a little bit. We eh? did, and we ended up leaving. We, we were gonna stay there three days. We ended up leaving and getting a hotel. We left at like six in the morning. We had our. That's the, remember where we stopped, where we had our our breakfast uh, or our lunch at the guy's house. I don't Swallow at the Hollow it was our first time oh. we did Swallow at the Hollow. I don't remember that. But so, anyway, that was that was scary. That was very scary. That's probably not the good. Uh, Sounds terrible, but why? Um, whenever he came back, th- no. The funny thing was, uh, we made up we made up a name for him. We called him Rick. It turned out his name was Rick. <laughs> That was like mom. We used to write on the back of the cars, like you know how it gets dirty, and you can write in the car. It's like Rick is watching you, things like that. It's creepy. I guess you had to be there. No, no, that's creepy. It was very creepy. Actually, we were besieged by ladybugs that night too, which is yeah, extremely uncool. cabin got when we did Grizzly Park. There was like a, we had a was ladybug there a phone? Holocaust. Is there a phone in the cabin? 
Um, no, we didn't get a phone. We had cell phones. And we didn't get reception. We didn't get, there. We didn't get reception. Oh, it was, really? It was like really the setting for a horror film. Yeah, it was extremely creepy. So you said you found out later about this guy. Yeah, his name was Rick, and he is, and he he has a reputation for being troublesome, not for killing people or anything like that. It's pretty good. He's lucky pretty... he didn't try anything. Cause I would have fucking killed him. It was it, it, it had the, all the trappings of an interesting horror story. Yeah, it sounds like it. And that place is scary anyway because I've been up there. You know, my mom doesn't live there anymore, but I've been up there a few times. And it, first of all, obviously it's dead quiet, but you hear the sounds of animals getting mauled in the night, like um, like you know, from some wild cat or whatever, just getting some animal getting fucked. Where was that? Was that Blue Ridge? Yeah, Blue Ridge Mountains. But I had a, I have I have two scary stories from when I was a kid. Okay, like legitimate ones. Like when I was in, when I moved to I moved to Georgia in like 1979, 80, and we lived in an apartment in Martin's Landing, which is right near where you live. Yep. And um, the school I went to was up at the top of the hill. And because our apartments was right across the street, we didn't take a bus. We just walked home down the hill. And um, when I was in second grade, I was walking home from school, and a car pulled up, and a guy had a knife. And he's like, get in the car. And um, I didn't know this at the time, but there had been a spate of, like, child killings slash murders. Not the Atlanta child murders, but different ones. And um, he had a knife, and, and he opened the door, and he said, get in the car. And I, and I didn't know what to do. I was, like, kind of frozen. I ended up running. You didn't kill him? No, um, Jesus! Little I, I actually ran into the woods and I I got home and I told I told my parents and all that and the guy didn't follow me. How old were you? I was second grade, whatever that. Wow! Is. I, I ran into the woods and I got home and they called the police and the police came and interviewed me and they didn't believe me. Okay. Like within three weeks of that, a kid was taken in that area. And I don't know what I don't know. I don't know if they ever caught the guy. I don't remember any of the. Many of the the kid get killed. The kid, I don't remember. I just remember a kid got taken. He may have, may have never been returned. That's horrible. That's a worthless story if you don't remember anything. What's the next one? What do you remember <laughs> from second grade other than your fucking Kermit piano? Hold on, I had a tricycle. What's the other story you've got? The other story was um, Brandon Allen. You know Brandon. I do. Former Major League Baseball player. Um, mm. Very we, we Minor League get, Baseball. Minor, yeah, Major League. He, got, he was with the Pirates organization. Great guy. I grew up with him. And... Um, we were, um, my, it was like what, right when we were old enough to be sort of left on our own. It was like my parents were going off for the night. I don't know what the age was, like 12, I don't, I don't, 13, I don't remember what it was. We, we, 18. We, we all lived, we lived on the same street. It was like a safe neighborhood. His parents were like right down the block. Our, our next door neighbors were best friends with the family. People right across the street were best friends. There was no, we were watching Friday the 13th, actually. It was like not, definitely not the first time we'd seen it. And, um, um, we were watching the movie. We were hanging out, and it was late. <clears throat> and I was my parents' old my parents' house before they built the last the extra room. There was a just a sliding glass door at the kitchen, and it was <clears throat> I think it was lightning. I think it was a stormy day or whatever, it, 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 heightening the situation. <clears throat> and I went to the kitchen to get some to drink, and lightning flashed, or a car went by, and there was a silhouette of somebody right looking in at the sliding glass window. A big fucker. I freaked out and ran, and I went and got Brandon. He didn't believe me. Because he was a jock, he was like totally like you know tougher than shit. And uh, we went back there and it was gone. We hear shit getting knocked over like we're in our garage. Our we had left the garage door open. Okay. So I, I run. We run to the to the brand doesn't believe me. So we go to to the kitchen to look out the sliding glass door, and then we hear somebody in our garage right next to us like knocking shit over. Why didn't you get a knife? Actually, there's that's that's kind of funny because we we freaked out both of us. And we grabbed the, the cordless phone. It was like one of those bulky cordless phones, yeah. like the big white one with the yeah. long antenna. We grabbed that. We ran upstairs into my bathroom upstairs and locked the door. And I, I grabbed the only weapon we could find, which was a toenail clipper. 
and we sat there like back to back in the uh, in the fucking bathroom dialing. You know, yeah. I think we we didn't call nine one one. We called somebody's folks, and you know, but anyway, um, once again, it was it was. I don't remember all the details, but the situation was fucking. Oh yeah, just the image of a body being staring, you know, right outside the glass window, looking at you. Yeah, I still that still would creep mind. me out. I don't yeah. want to see that. If you ever make a film, you can say it was based on true events. I'm a 35 year old man. I go to my basement sometimes. It's dark. If I ever saw a face in my window, I'd start crying. I don't care who it was. That's how he is when he sees a face in the mirror. Mm, it's true. It must make shaving difficult. I need to get a haircut and a shave. So that's a that's a that's a lot of time spent talking about stuff that. Did I tell you about the time I got eaten by a shark? Welcome back. I hope you guys weren't bored by our little our storytelling session, but if you were, it's it's fucking too bad. We're gonna tell everybody that we're inspired by the strangers, the movie that you thought was mediocre. We actually spent more time talking about our past. I was neck and neck. I think talking a lot about the strangers. We should talk about the time we all punched an octopus right in the face. Okay. It's happened before. It'll happen again. Uh, should we talk about Hardee's? Steve, would you be we shotgun that whiskey? I don't think so. <laughs> it's possible it's gone to me. Why do you hate cephalopods so much? Wow. Some biology speak. I saw Get Smart this morning. Okay. It's a great yeah. show. This is an advanced screening, press screening, right? Yes. The morning. I'm in mourning that I saw it, yes. 10, 10, 10 p.m.? 10 a.m. at the Parkway Point shithole. Wow. All right, so what do you think? You know what? I, I'm going to go ahead and talk about the local press. I usually rip them. We had a really good little talk before the screening. Sounds like someone's selling out. This guy, now who's this guy? Is a guy, the guy girl? There's a guy that I don't really talk to much, Mike Clark. I never really get along with him from the Gwinnett paper. I, you know, He's really nice today. Bob Longino from the AJC, Russ, myself. I the Gwinnett my Daily Post? Yeah. I think my si- my sister used to work there. She likes that guy. She thought she said he was pretty nice. Okay. Well, we had a nice little talk before the movie. So he and he agreed with you. He didn't like the movie that much. I didn't talk to anybody afterwards. I just uh, fucking took it off because I was hating it. What was the nature of the conversation? We were just, we were talking about Wally. We were talking about um. We were talking about Indiana Jones. We were talking about just stuff in general. I don't remember the Incredible Hulk. Uh, you know, it was just I, I, I you know I I spent a lot of time ripping the Atlanta Press, and I just want to say. For once, that I was pretty impressed. But they're still terrible. Thank you, Steve. No, they are. <laughs> you could, you may have a good time with them once, but they're all pretty shitty. That's well, kind of like the story of women, too. I heard uh, that he, uh, that he, uh, that guy's pretty good, though. The guy that writes for the Gwinnett Daily yeah, he's Post. He's the best ever, actually. Well, I mean, I, I've had, I've kind of not liked him in the past because he he seems to have a negative vibe. But why, uh, why wouldn't you like that? I don't know. It was just nice. You got a negative vibe, chilling. Uh oh. Look oh. at this. What's the, you don't like anything. I didn't like vibes, is that what you're saying? The Cindy Lauper movie. It's a good magazine. Jeffy Goldblum. So tell us about Get Smart. I saw Get Smart this morning to my chagrin. And I can't believe it. I love the TV show. Um, I liked the trailers fine for this. Okay, so the trailers. For what it was. They were fine. Mm -hmm. I mean, they were slapstick. Easy jokes, but I thought Carell did a decent job of, of owning up to that role. In but actually, trailers. to me, the trailers make it look like it, Steve Carell's a secondary character, even though he's the main character. The way that the, one of yeah. the trailers I saw, that was the way it was cut, made it look like he was just one of the. He's by far the one main of the cast by far. Well, that's good then. The Rock's not in much of it at all. Very good. And Hathaway doesn't come in until you know three a quarter of the way into the movie. Well, she's Alan, pretty Alan Arkin. Isn't she, Alan Arkin actually has a pretty big part. 
Is Hathaway bland in this? She's always bland. Well, I know that, but, but is she uh, bland in this? Yeah, she is. Um, very pretty woman. Sorry. She does not. She's not. There's like an entrapment scene where she does navigates through the lasers. Mm-hmm. Of course, not working. They always have those scenes now in movies. The Rock, Terrence Stamp, Terry Crews, and the guy. Terrence Stamp. How is Terrence Stamp? He is. Ter- he's just playing Terrence Stamp. He doesn't really have much to do. Paycheck. He doesn't seem to be enjoying himself. I don't think he's enjoyed himself in a film in years. Guess we'd have to ask him. Call him up. We have to interview Terrence Stamp. All right, so Nick, the word on the street on Nick Street is the. I didn't like know it. that there was a a vibe at all because I didn't know I didn't I hadn't heard of any screenings up until now. Uh, I think there is some pretty positive word of mouth because I think Mel Brooks said he liked it. It is a joyless affair. Okay. Um, I mean, granted, it's, it was a press screening, so it's like probably fifteen twenty people who are there to be critical. Yeah. But I didn't hear a laugh. I mean, there was like a couple of parts where I had like a little kind of chuckle, and I heard. One person laugh at one kind of easy joke, but for the most part, there wasn't any groans or anything like that. It was just silence. You didn't chuckle at all. I, I like I said, there was a couple of little moments, and 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 there was. It wasn't like there was anything. There was a scene that's in the trailer where he kind of like is trying to, um, he's trying to get out of handcuffs when he's shooting a little crossbow, with his. He's got a Swiss Army knife with a crossbow. Yeah. And he you, in the in the trailer, I thought it looks like it wraps around him or something. That doesn't happen in the movie. Okay. He keeps stabbing. He keeps shooting it into himself. He keeps ricocheting off the stuff and stabbing him. Pretty good. It's kind of funny because it keeps happening. And and so like it'll cut away and you'll hear him screaming in the bathroom because he's on an airplane and he's trying to he's trying to get out. Sounds like you're spoiling the film for us. Well, it's in the first act. <laughs> so. So how's Carol? Carol, you said wasn't. He's fine. He's fine. Is he like his office persona kind of? No, he, it's it's his forty year old version persona kind of. It, he's fine, but it's it's he's not having it's not fun. He's given very little to do of interest, and it's it's just it's off. There's something very off about it. It seems like a movie that's kind of off the radar for the summer. Doesn't seem to be like too much well, excitement. Been advertising built. it forever. I or remember a trailer. People... The trailer with him and the beads was like. Like last Thanksgiving, yeah, but it doesn't seem like there's any anticipation for it. Am I wrong? Well, it's because they don't ever show the show anymore, and I, I don't know how many people under twenty know anything about the show. Are you sure that they don't show the show? They don't show the show show anymore. It's a good show, great show. Yeah, she did they do the shoe phone? They had to. They did. They did. Um, the Cone of Silence. Did they do that? The, the naked bomb. Did they do that? No, that was. What was the I remember seeing it. That was the nude bomb. bomb. The nude bomb. Yeah. The thing, it's just, it's weird because it's like, it's got, it's got pretty high production value. It's got, it's got, you know, it's got everything it needs to be to, to be like a, just a easy middle of the road comedy, you know, combining. Then again, I, you know what? It's, it's only slightly more high awareness than the Mod Squad movie was, I guess. As good as Get Smart was, I don't know how much. Yeah, but you have, you have actually in this, you have a, a guy that can sell tickets. Yeah, exactly. Giovanni well, Ribisi. If it's this and funny, it sounds like it, it should have had about 15 writers or so. Well, and it's directed by the guy who did The Longest Yard last. And yeah, Peter Singer. He did Tommy Boy, too, I think. Did he? Which is a great uh, movie. I love Tommy Boy. But um, it, it, I, there's this, it, to me, it just seems like uh, there was a, a, a problem with editing it into something. There's actually a few edits that blew my, I can't believe how bad some of the edits were. Really? Yeah. And and it was also just, it was just this is this is off. It's just off in almost every manner. 
Um, the Rock is boring in it. Um, there's uh, did he do his uh, his little eyebrow thing? No, he doesn't do that anymore. Oh, he doesn't. He's, oh, he's retired. That he's Dwayne Johnson now. He doesn't even use the oh, Rock. Okay. His moniker. Um, but how how was uh they ever, did anybody segue anybody ever see Southland Tales in this room? Not yet. But, uh, but before we go there, no, I'm just wondering because because uh, because this thing about the Rock is. You said that he was barely in this. It just seems like they don't know how to use him, and he's actually pretty good. The rundown, in stuff. he was great. He's been good in a lot of things, but he, you know, he just doesn't. They don't really use him. The only thing good about Be Cool, as well. Yeah. But uh, there's a bunch of Saturday like there's like that kind of chubby guy from Saturday Night Live. I don't know his name. Horatio Sands. No, no, white guy, white kid. I think, uh, he's, I think he's on Saturday Night Live. White kid from chubby kid. Yeah, from Saturday Night Live right now. I think so. I don't think so. He's it's him and the and the Asian guy from Heroes are like a team of they're like these two um these two nerdy guys. Yeah, and that's why I told you they have a side movie that's gonna go straight to D V D about their exploits and as this movie's His going on. His name is on. Nate Torrance. He's not on Saturday Night Live. No, he's in Studio Fifty that's right, he was on Studio Sixty playing a Saturday Night Live. Oh, there you go. That's where Confusion. I know. Fusion. Keckner is horrible in it. David Keckner is horrible. He, it's impossible. He's actually, so good. I, I've actually I think he may have he may have been outlived his usefulness because I, I don't enjoy seeing him anymore in movies. Why? It seems so like funny. Will Fer- like Adam McKay is the only guy who can handle him now, because uh, that comebacks movie looked atrocious with him. But you didn't see it. No. And why would trailer. you? But still. Yeah, but I mean that guy is that the, guy is hilarious. The guy Ken Davidian from uh, Borat crap in this. Yeah. Um, the only per- the only person I mean I thought Carell acquitted himself okay and Alan Arkin acquitted himself okay. Everybody else was just bad. And uh, it just and uh, Anne Hathaway is pretty though. She's fine. Very pretty, cute. She's all right. Eye candy. And the problem I had was Maxwell Smart was too competent. He's really? actually competent. Not bumbling enough. Right. Like he fucks up a lot, but he also, you know, he's like really strong. He's really, he's really good shot. He's got a lot of stuff. It's like shoots himself over and over again with a mini crossbow in a cool way, right? Those no. you. When he when it serves the plot, he's like very efficient, and and they go into too much depth into his psyche and all. It's just fucking stupid. So is it? Did better? they try to do any kind of? I'm sorry. Did they, did they try to do any kind of backstory with him? Uh, yeah, he used to be very fat. He lost a lot of weight. Are you kidding? They do some fat suit stuff. Really? Yeah. Well, that's terrible. Yeah, and there's a scene where he has a dance with a fat woman. Yeah, like, I saw that in the trailer. It sounds extremely appealing. It's not good. So it's not going to do anything. Um, I can't imagine it doing well. I know it won't be reviewed well, and I don't think the kids are going to want to see it because they don't know. Comedy doesn't. Comedies don't really need to be reviewed well. It seems though, because they never are. It has. It's. It has more action than the show uh-huh. did, and it's got some like it, it. There's like a couple of scenes where it's like, like Michael Bay light wannabe type action, and it doesn't make any sense. And then you said you heard word on another comedy that's coming out this summer. What, Zohan? Uh, people seem to like it. Say it's off the wall type crazy or? I don't know. I, mean, I didn't ask a lot of details about it. What is it? It opens up tomorrow, right? Does it? I could be full of bakers. I thought it opens this week. Maybe yeah. it does. It, it does seem like the. It does seem like they're yeah, doing. Yeah, it opens doing... T- tomorrow. Yeah, and so does Trailer Every Panda, five. which everybody says is brilliant. I'm sorry, what was it? Who's ever? Are you sure? Everybody not... that I I've talked to, like five, the guys that were at the screening today. Said it was really good. Which film? Kung Fu Panda. Really? Because it didn't get good reviews from uh, uh, where they can't uh, can. You can go to Burger King and uh, get the the Kung Fu Band Panda. Variety didn't like it. 
And oh, then, you can? Of course, um, well, no, I mean, you know how Burger King always does these movie tie-ins. By the way, Justin, yeah. I forgot to tell you, next, next week on the, I don't have the date, there's a happening screening. I'll go with you. Okay. You're, are we going to go or are you joking? I'm serious. Okay. We're going. You can take a pillow with Nick you. Nick and I saw, Um, I'll never forget, probably one of my, this is actually, if we want to go back to the scary uh, times in our lives, Nick Let and I went I to the midnight showing of Lady in the Water. Yeah, That was a nightmare. Did we go to the midnight show or is it just the late show? We went to the, I think the midnight. Why would we do it? Well, you have to go again though. It's the Shyamalan tradition. <laughs> yeah, but you'll be out of town. Well, I don't want to fucking see it. Yeah. Yeah, that movie's going to be a, I guess it's gearing up to be a big failure for him. I guess a lot of people are saying it's pretty bad. That's too bad. Well, when the trailer's big, horrible. When their big selling point is uh, that it's his first R-rated film, I'm not really too enthused. You know what I'm a little worried about is that, and this is, Steve will be happy to hear it, uh, Wahlberg looks like he's doing terrible in that movie. Like his yeah. acting looks terrible. For whom? With whom? His acting's... Yeah, it just sounds... I mean, and then then he's doing that Lovely Bones book and that he replaced Gosling, and I'm like, if he's doing that kind of acting, that, yeah, wow. His, his nostrils flare. He also like replaced Gosling seconds. in the Wild Geese remake. <laughs> I don't... Why are you breaking the house? We're doing a lot of movie stuff on our 30th. I haven't even started talking about Sex and the City. Oh, yeah. Or Indi- we, I you know, saw. You, you know what we didn't to. talk about? We don't have to talk about, but we no, we didn't do... We didn't talk about Indiana Jones. We We need to. Nah. I don't know how Chud felt about it, the, the site. Do you guys like it or? About what? Indiana Indy. Jones is a joke. Why don't we talk about Sex in the City, though? I think we're done talking about. Let's just quickly smart. summarize Indiana Jones. Fuck it. <laughs> surprise, surprise. I liked it more than the two gentlemen in the room. Crusty dripping balls. <sighs> it was a bad movie. I better not see it again, though, because I hear the second time is the. Really, the first time's not good. Yeah, but I heard the second time really buries it. Really? Yeah. Let's go see it soon. I'll go see <laughs> we should it take everybody who liked it to see it. I gotta take Stacey. I gotta Too take my wife to Chud see it. Crew liked it, and then we can come out and slap them. In what do you face. mean? You guys are so hard on that movie. It's no, no, horrible. Like Will and Caesar and all oh, those guys. Oh, Andrew, Andrew loved it. Well, the site. You guys, the site was very hard on that movie, but so was actually the world. So last know. night, I uh, was out with my wife, and we 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 had some drinks and had a nice time. I figured, let's fuck this night up. Let's go see Sex in the City at ten fifteen at night. No, this is your idea. Well, she wanted to see it, and I kept putting it off. And she's I, a she's a big fan of the show. She no, actually, I watched the almost the entire show. She's maybe seen an episode. Now, what do you think of the show? Then I like the show. You like the show. I like the show, although I hated what it represented. I mean, like I hated. I hate fashion, and I hate that the whole New York relationship scene. I thought uh, the stuff that's covered in it is so fucking bullshit. That that lifestyle. But it was handled well on the show. It was a good show as far as the the work involved. You like the characters. I like the writing. There was some funny stuff, and I I, re- I really loved um, Al Lider. Chris Noth. Yeah, you like Al Lider in it. So oh, yeah, she does look. She still looks like Al. So Lider. in a in a show featuring four prominent prominent women, like the like the women like and main I, characters, you like the dude on the show. You like the guy that in and out. Um, guy. I actually like Chris Sarah Noth, Parker. So you like okay. And I liked um. As the show went on, I grew to like Kristen Davis's character. Okay, but I still about? think she looks. What's like, she talking about? Sex, Steve. I still think what? she looks like Al Leiter, <laughs> former Major League Baseball. You're about to be married. Yeah, but I'm not seeing Sex in the fucking City. Yes, you, Steve. Steve you, you, you see anything that your, your wife wants you to see? Wife. I have not seen worse. The fuck you have? I have not <laughs> seen you bunch of assholes. I have not seen worse. No, than Steve. Sex you you, you get you. I'm not saying that she, your wife your wife has bad taste. 
But you guys, what? you guys are like. I'll go ahead and say it. What have I seen more? <laughs> I know your wife, you, you and not, your wife, you're like the wonder, <laughs> the wonder what? twin powers, and you activate into seeing the worst movies that are out. The, the hell theater. with you. What have I seen worse than Sex in the City? Steve, I don't, I, I don't keep track of the movies you've seen this Thank year. Thank you. Oh, okay. I'm, the arguments, fuck then. Well, you not, and not only do you do you yeah. guys go to movies, but then the movies that you don't see, like Shutter, you go to see during the day. I saw it on my own, yeah, but it's because I don't, you know, I've got like four hours off of work. No, I I I, I, I envy you. But I don't think you can get mad at Sex and City talk. Is what I'm saying. You're right. I think I'm taking it too personal. And I, I guarantee you, if you weren't ramping up toward a big event, you'd be you'd have already have that one in the bag. No. Yeah, that would have been a Friday night. No. Last Friday night opening. I've already night. put my foot down on it. Steve. I already did. She's already made plans to see it with one of her friends. His name's Tony. <laughs> so Nick likes uh, Chris Noth. And uh, Sarah Jessica Parker and Kristen. Davis. I liked them leading, you know, when the when the film started, you know, like when the show started. Okay, so then you went and saw the show, the movie. Saw the film. Um, and it is one of the most unnecessarily long films I've seen in yeah. a long time. And Sarah Jessica Parker looks like an Auschwitz survivor. Or is she very thin? She is emaciated. Is she? Well, she's been like that for fifteen years. She, I mean, like she used to be nice, like a cute, cute girl. But she, uh, there's a lot of stuff where I couldn't, I couldn't look away. I couldn't look at her and think, "Oh my god, this is a viable person." She looks so sickly. She's and, like, so she's she's and she's got all this makeup on. She looks horrible. Crash diet type. Schindler in the city. eating pro- eating. Yeah, yeah, that's too bad. Yeah, she looks. She nuts. gets kind of knocked around a lot, and uh, people rip her looks all the time. I know. So I, you're trying like, to take the high road here. Well, do a little different. No, Mix I mean, things up. see the thing is though, I used to love her. <laughs> yeah, know, like, I know. LA story, LA story, of course. Honeymoon Vegas and all that. Square stuff. pegs. Square pegs. Fucking Footloose. Uh, Sarah let's, Jessica. Well, let's name some movie she wasn't in. Night of the Comet. Sp- Spider- Sarah Jessica. Spider Man. She was great, not in uh, Last Starfighter. Clue. Yeah. Frank and Jesse, you know my favorite, some of my favorites. I appreciated her not being in the Haunting. Band of the Hand, Kickboxer Two. <laughs> Nate and Hayes. <laughs> the Black Robe. <laughs> Band of Brothers. Yeah, I saw the, I saw the Black Robe. I saw it in theaters. Shag the movie. No, hold on now. I saw the black robe in theater. See, I remember because Steve at this point he thought it was gonna be about a black robe. Mountains <laughs> of the Moon. Excited about it. Like I can't believe I'm paying. Was it like it was in England? It's like four hold on a second. I just thought of something. See the black robe. Is there a sequel we asked for more than the sequel to Never Cry Wolf? Never Cry Wolf. Never Cry Wolf. They made a again? sequel to Never Cry Wolf, the Charles Martin Smith vehicle. They did not. They did. They did not. What are you talking about? With him? I'm checking. See, now he's just making shit up. Why do you think that up? Because you're thinking she, you're trying to put her in there? I can't be lying. You usually are. He's pretty great, Charles Martin Smith. Let's not push it. I really like him. Did he... I I can't remember right, because this has been a while. Did he, does he live in the Untouchables? <laughs> <laughs> he does well. I could have swore there was a, a, re- a sequel to Never Cry Wolf. So who is he in that film? Is he the cry? I don't understand. He runs around naked with the wolves in that movie, and in Alaska or something. Really? Yeah. In the cold weather. Well, that sounds really enticing. His uh. Come see CMS run around with the wolves all <laughs> naked, like. 
It's what he's known. CMS to and, and Young at that time. It's what actually. he's known to his uh, his friends as. CMS. Yeah. My pal CMS. He rec- recently in that show Drive that was on for about five weeks on Fox last year. He showed up. Charles Martin Smith directed one of the best movies of all time. And that was? Trick or Treat. Did he direct? No, he did not. He directed Trick or Treat. Are you fucking kidding? I'm sure. I'm sure shit. He's a, is that the only thing he's directed? I think. No, I don't think so. I, okay, maybe they didn't do a sequel to Never Cry Wolf. I, maybe I imagined it. Can you imagine if I dreamed that I... <laughs> <laughs> that's the shit I dream about? <laughs> what the... So what other films do you want a sequel to that you've imagined? Well, now that we're talking about it, I want more Trick or Treat. I want some more Sammy Kerr. Charles Martin Smith also directed... Let me ask you guys both a, a, a fair question. What movie do you remember less about? Never Cry Wolf or Trick or Treat? I, I saw, love Trick or Treat. I, never saw I can't remember. And they blend together to me. I saw Halloween, but I don't remember Trick or Treat. He directed is, Boris and Natasha. Is Trick, is Trick or Treat the movie where the wolves dress up and go... No. This is one where... Get candy. Dude comes out of the speaker and kicks ass. That was Halloween. Who was it? Anybody in Trick or Treat? Anybody? Yes. Gene Simmons, Ozzy Osbourne, cameos. Great. But like actors. Well, who played Sammy Kerr? Tony Fields. So no, nobody big. All right. But fucking, let me tell you something. That was an incredible film. I'm sure I saw I'm sure I saw Sammy Kerr kicks ass in that movie. Mm-hmm. He, he has licks that fucking kill. All right, so back to Sex in the City. Yeah, okay. So what do you think? Shit. It is not good. You didn't like her look, but what about the movie? It's very bad. It's is like it? really... It's first of all, let me preface this by saying I saw an atrocity, and I'm actually working on a Chud blog, so stay tuned, fuckers. Commercial, commercial. We 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 were got a lot of bloggers on the site now. We have a lot of yeah, commercials, a lot more coming. We were we were um a lot of dudes. Any we, any women coming on the we women blog? There you go. Um, nice two. Um, we were at this bar before the movie. We were having cocktails on the deck, listening to music, having a good time. And there was two parties of 30 women. One of the parties... Was it Cocktails on the Deck name of the band you were listening to? Or was it you're having Cocktails on the Deck? The name of the band was Randy. It was a guy named Randy. Okay. It was awesome. So groups of women, were they headed to the movie? They were drinking martinis. They were all wearing feather boas. Okay. And and they were all going on in mass to see sex. What's uh, what's with the feather feather boas? It was their girls' night out. So they were kind of... I didn't know if it was a tie-in with the film. They were kind of having their girls' night out. Mm-hmm. It was like th- it was a girls' night out. It was all these like tennis moms. Okay, nothing wrong with that. Actually, there's everything wrong with that. I'm I'm not hating it yet. Older, like they're probably ages 35 to 55. Okay, women all very wealthy. Well, for the most part, wealthy living because it was near the country club here. They were drinking martinis, yakking away, showing off their tits, their new tits, and they had gathered. For time away from their husbands to see Sex in the City as a group. Okay. Waiting for, to hear the the knockout punch here. Where where's it coming? The knockout punch is that there. This is not a story. This is truth. But you were one of them. <laughs> I. You were in. You were also and, there. And then put, Nick put on the, the feather boa. Join ranks. No, we were at a, our own little two top. And then there was another party of women. And there was this one woman there who was ravishingly gorgeous. Really? Yeah. Your wife. So that would have been a nice little Valentine. <laughs> it's not Valentine's Day, so I'm decided saying, to yeah. tell the truth. This woman you can edit that in. Solid. You can see the nuns on divorce court. She looked fucking solid. Really? You're sneaking glances. I wasn't sneaking. You're straight glances. up I just looking. Saw her. I was like, "There's a fucking." Did you, did you sneak your dick into her, Stephen? Oh, I can't, I can't do that. 
I'm sorry. I'm too. I'm not subtle enough. I have to ramrod my cock. <laughs> but anyway, yeah. So that 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 other group, they were going to see sex. They were, but this group was better looking. Well, there, I'm just saying there was this one woman there who was like astoundingly pretty. Okay. So what had happened? That turned turned into some kind of standoff. No, I'm just saying, <laughs> it's it's like Rocky Horror for cunts. But you were one of them, though. No, we <laughs> decided to go the see the movie like two hours later. Well, no, this, it's just a, this is a show that skews to uh, a certain age group of women that the love Sex it. Sex and the City. Yeah, they get all excited. They, you know, we, you know, you and you and I got together at Lady in the Water. Remember when we dressed up as mermaids? Remember that night? You had nice looking tails. Uh, Nick dressed up. Actually, Nick dressed up as Shalman. Who? M Night. Put his M Night wig on. <laughs> go ahead, Steve. <laughs> Commercial. Actually, they, Nick wore a feather bow, but not on his scene. not on his head. It was a snake made of feathers. I made everybody watch my home movies. Uh, made everybody to sleep. Yeah, you know, whenever we went to see Indiana Jones, Steve had his Indiana Jones pants on. Actually, I didn't wear pants that day. That's how excited I was for the film. He had his Indiana Jones shorts on. I did. And uh, the I had bottom my, line is, and okay. I had my feather bow on. Steve said, "Not what is it? I hate snakes. Why did it have to be snakes?" I don't right. like the fact that these My people gathered as a group to do this in that yeah. manner. It was there was this. It's annoying to you. It was a sense as if you know because the film's doing pretty well, a little bit, and it's just it to me it's just it's it's just fucking wrong. Why didn't you chastise them? Why didn't you yell at them? Because because they could take me. <laughs> oh, well, that's probably but true. um, I can't get mad at it. I mean, the ladies never have a movie like this in the summer. They can the, go see whatever. No, I'm not saying that get, you know, the uh, ladies hey, don't everything enjoy. Everything Matthew McConaughey has ever done. I'm not saying the ladies don't enjoy a superhero movie. I'm not saying that, but I think that a lot of times movies are aimed specifically toward geeky dudes, dudes like us. Every once in a while, a movie comes out caters to the. I'm not a geeky. The dude. country club ladies or whatever. Can't get too mad yeah, about these it. Women, see, here's the deal: movies that are aimed for geeky dudes are aimed for are aimed for people who don't have wealth and success and attraction and. Everything else going for these women. Could, You're not defining me. They don't deserve brother. it. <laughs> you know fucking don't I'm deserve saying? it. I got wealth. I got yeah, looks. I, I do have. I do. I am prejudiced against tennis moms. I have to admit. That's. I mean, that's fine. Stereotype. Um, people. Yeah, you know, I can see. Yeah, I get annoyed. I was at the ice cream parlor the other day. Um, trying to enjoy my mint chocolate chip. The ice cream parlor. His asshole was there with his kids, and he was being loud and obnoxious, trying to show off in front of his friends and I got all pissed as a motherfucker. Ice cream's not for kids, god damn it. I got so mad that I will, I left. You didn't stab him in the throat? This no. is the problem with you. You need to be more aggressive. He had a joke. He said that um, Justin was pissed off. He was trying to enjoy Chuck E. Cheese. Okay. He didn't like his friend like Nebraska apparently and he didn't like Nebraska and he said you know then Nebraska stands for knowledge. That's what he said. <laughs> and I said I said, uh, actually, it's just the start of the fucking Nebraska. Doesn't stand for anything. It's not an abbreviation, you piece of shit. It's the end state. And then my ice cream tasted like fucking toothpaste. <laughs> you ever go to Cold Stone? Yeah. Terrible. It, it's always been Steve bad. Steve hates it because it's expensive. No, and it takes 10 hours to order your fucking ice. It's ice cream. It's uh, it's like, I got it, and it was like eating Aquafresh. I agree. I love Aquafresh, first of all. Would you eat it? I love, what, did you get the thing where they crushed the peppermints into it? Because that's fucking No, they awesome. put like a brownie in the middle of it, though, and you think that'd be great, but it tasted like a toothpaste on a brownie. How many badges does she have? <laughs> it's horrible. You know... So, Sex in the City. Fucking Cold Stone's great. I, I, I'm of the belief that food is better when it's smashed together. 
When you smash two objects together, yeah. it creates sexual. You think it would be good, fusion. but it's cold stone. It's not. Cold and the people there look like they're the living dead. They hate working there. And they hate you for showing up. They ha- well, they used to have to sing whenever you gave them a tip. Oh, really? So yeah, they used to have to sing a tune whenever like you gave them a tip at Colson. Usually, I think it was Danzig's uh, <laughs> "Am I Evil." I thought it was the uh, "I'm the Wall Wall" or "Am I Demon" or whatever. Am I D? Am I Demo? Am I Demo? Just keep giving them tips. Play the entire Danzig catalog. Coldstone's awesome. It is overpriced. And it's hey, also crap. Bru- fuck Brewsters. No, that's fuck crap too. Brewsters. Brewsters is the ones that gives you a fucking pretzel with your ice cream. I, I have what? That baffles the hell. If you get, I ordered a banana split there like a month ago, and the guy gave me like this massive pretzel. And oh. I'm thinking, I'm thinking, God, I'm the weirdo getting the pretzel. Was the pretzel like jut- jutting from the ice cream, kind of jutting yeah. out? Yeah. Mm. So the guy, I'm thinking, I'm the crazy guy with the pretzel, and I look over to my right, and the guy at the other window. He also gets a pretzel. That's not bad. Ice cream covered pretzel, though. No, no, it's added, it's a regular pretzel just stuck in the ice cream. Yeah, but it's not bad, is it? It's ridiculous. You ate it, right? No. I threw it at this kid. This kid was pissing me off. I hope that kid bit. ate it. That's value added. But uh, the Brewster's is pretty good. It, it's crap, too, though. If you want good ice cream, you go to Dairy Queen. <laughs> That's what you do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they have brilliant dilly bars. No, no, you get the blizzard. Scrump dilly ally issue. You get the banana split blizzard. Oh, what about the lemon lime Mr. Misty? Hmm. What about uh Baskin? Yeah, Baskin Robbins. Does anybody go there anymore? No. They exist anymore. Yeah. They, and what's the one down today. here? There by like Carvel. Carvel's from the north, dummy. Nah, it's not like oh well, the one that recently the came way. down here. It's yeah, fudge the Carvel's way. great. Eh, it's not really. It just starts showing well, up down great. here. They have good ice cream inside. The Carvel's but, thing is they have crunchies. Is there one besides your friend's uh, cigar shop? Yep. Yeah. Cigars and cigars and ice cream, just like the old days. I just want to go on on record saying that Coldstone rocks. Why? Why would if you, you order? If you order the peppermint ice cream, it's still with crap. smashed peppermints in it. It's fucking dreamy. We should, we should go get it tonight. What if you? I'll hate do it. I'll fucking put that shit inside. What if you hate peppermint? You know who else went there after Sex in the City? Who? Sixty women, all Hope wearing fucking bo- clogged up their douche. What? That's a cut right there. I hate them. Anyway, we saw the movie. Yes. We did not see the movie. My wife and I. Thank you. And she hated it too, and she's got estrogen shit. She didn't like it, and she, did and she, but like she didn't watch the show. She, but she, no, she's any lo- nudity. She loves girly movies. Any nudity? Yes. From a man. There's no and wi- and uh, the 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 hideous one, the red Samantha. Yeah. Oh no, no, no. that's Kim Cattrall. No, Kim no, Cattrall. Kim, no, the hideous Samantha isn't she? No, that's Kim Cattrall. Miranda. Miranda, hideous. Wait a minute, they get nudity from the worst looking chick. Yeah. What's her face got naked though? Kim uh, Cattrall gets naked if you fucking throw her a fucking meat pie. Uh, she used to be great though. You know who? Uh, <laughs> Did they do the credits with the Miranda at the end, just like they did Howling too? No. <laughs> Sybil Danning effect. Oh. There's a scene where they're eating, and you actually see, you see a, a little piece of chicken traveling all the way through Sarah Jessica Parker. Um, it's weird because it's like, oh, and let me tell you that Jennifer Hudson is the worst actress ever. Yeah, well, that's not a surprise. It was a surprise because I like Dreamgirls. I thought she was fine in it. She sucks. Didn't she sing most of the time in Dream Girls though? Yeah. Yeah. Bitch got pipes. Yeah. Seems like we had a Dream Girls discussion once. Bitch got pipes. Really? She has a song at the end credits of this film as well. Is it you're good? Wel- you're welcome for it. This is her going caterwauling. I would no. never uh walling. I'd never go uh I never <laughs> go to that movie. But I own the soundtrack. It is phenomenal. My daughter listens to the shit out of that. It's a uh, Hall Notes, right? They're on there. And who else? Fallout Boy. Uh, 
Uh, early David Bowie song. Which one? What are you talking about? I'm talking Sex and City soundtrack. Oh, I don't know. I think talking about Dreamgirls. Yeah. No, no, no. And uh, who else is on there? Early Starship. David, why Starship. don't you own anything with Fallout Boy on it? Just, just stop me when I get one right. Starship. Uh, Hugh Lewis in the news. Great. But are they on there? No, he pisses though in shortcuts. <laughs> I'm gonna have to go over here and do battle with the cat. <laughs> <laughs> Any, anyway. With his real cock. Let me tell you about. <laughs> let me tell you about how bad Sex and City is. It is. The premise of the movie is that Mr. Big or Big, whatever his name is, Big. Now, was he named that for his penis? No. In that Although Yafet, she says in one episode that he lives up to his name or something. That's Yafet Koto from *Live and Let Die*, Mr. Big. Really? Yeah. Yafet. Was he in *Sex and the City*? Mr. Big, the character from *Live and Let Die*, he's the villain. Yafet. Yafet Koto. Was he in *Sex and the City*? It's Mr. Big. That's Agent Mosley you're talking Yafet? about. Yafet. He was the bad guy in *Live and Let Die*. But was he in *Sex and the City*? I used to have a really big dick, know. and I, girls used to ask me that. You fit? Koto. <laughs> Because he's holding a thermal detonator. <laughs> all right, oh, that's so. the we just killed all of our <laughs> listeners. Yeah, that's all right. Sonic um, detonator. It's our last show anyway, right? Chris Probably. Noth, or Noth, whatever it is. In is relation it? to Peter Noth. <laughs> okay. Um, that joke was uh, dirty. Pro- they decide to get married. Yeah. And that's the big to-do. That's like, and you find out that, you know, where each of the girls has kind of come with their life up to this point. Like, you know, like one of them is unhappily married. Um, one of them is um, very ha- overly happily married and just no, not a problem in the world except she can't have kids. And, um, and then the other one is. Well, let's hope that's the ugly chick. Tired. Kids. Tired of her life serving uh, her man. Like, um, and I'll go. Uh, Sarah Jessica Parker's, you know, her character is kind of the even killed. She's always been kind of the yeah. even killed one. And um, so she's finally getting her dream house, her dream man, her dream, you know, Vogue magazine's doing a big pictorial. She's got this fancy dress. Big dream deal. girls. Kim Cattrall's character is uh, the sexaholic from the show. Uh-huh. Has settled down with this model actor guy, and she basically manages him, and her life has become completely about him. Um, Kristen Davis's character is a pitcher for the New York Mets. Indeed. She's happily married with the bald guy from other movie. I forgot his name. Evan. Yeah, he's in California right now. Yeah, he's bald. Mm-hmm. And they've got an adopted little girl who had, there's too many scenes of them playing with this little girl. Really? Yeah, it's way she's like in every scene in the second half of the movie. It's annoying. Um, and then there's uh, uh, Cynthia Nixon's character. Yeah, and she's is, unhappily married now. Un, well, she's finds her husband's cheated on. Well, her. no, see, it's weird because like she is a workaholic. Yeah, and she doesn't give him any time, and um, doesn't sex him up. She doesn't at all. And then when they finally do, she goes, "Let's get this over with." Because she's ugly. She is hideous. And um, he gets he gets mad and he goes and gets a piece and then he ap- he t- apologizes to her and she kicks him out and that's how shit goes. Um, and, uh, did do you know that she was in the Manhattan Project? I just wanted to let you know before you moved on. Cynthia Nixon. Did you know she was the Manhattan Project? But she was she was well, in the Manhattan. Let's put Project. It this way: there's a scene where she hasn't she hasn't uh, cleansed her pubic region, mm-hmm. and there's a red scare. <laughs> So far, I'm extremely enthralled with your synopsis. All right, so then, so then that's the setup, and you're you're probably eating popcorn, digging the setup, and that's so did, bad so far. Kind of hooking you in, just like well, the show. Well, I mean, it, things go south pretty quick, and it, 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 honestly, it is almost like a uh, an assemblage of scenes just yeah. kind of tacked together. And I can't tell you how much I never realized how much I hated 
the um the thing in films and I guess in real life to some extent, whenever the, the two of the girl characters see each other, there's that scream ah where they see each other like like you know thing. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah. so annoying. And That's it when you wish like, for a well placed gun turret. It happens like seventeen times in really? the movie. Like somebody surprises somebody at, at at their house and they scream. That is annoying. It's very bad. Or screaming when they see the ugly chick. So anyway, it's it's a it's a disjointed, weird, meandering movie. You know exactly where everything's going. And for people who have watched the show, and actually, typically, it's my job to just piss on the show because I'm a, I'm me. I like the show, and I still hated the movie. I thought the show was kind of funny. It had some good guest stars in that show. It did, and 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 honestly, there was. I didn't some, watch a lot of it. There but was I liked some what decent, I saw. some decent, kind of pointed discussion about relationship issues that were actually like legitimate. Yeah, you know, it was like you know, it was like fun and. and it's handled. funny because if you think about it too, though, and this is there's kind of no, uh, there's not a whole lot of shows that. Turn into movies, right? I mean, there's not. I mean, newer, newer shows. Uh, well, cable shows. There's plenty of TV shows that have been. Turned but do I mean, yeah, but TV show, older TV shows. But nowadays, like X Files and Sex and the City. But I mean, what are some other shows that have turned into movies that have been really successful? Um, I don't know, sir. Yeah, I don't think there's a lot. I, you know, why could they? They're bullshit. Most shows. We're talking about the Arrested Development movie might happen. Mo- well, that that would be fine because that didn't run its course. Most shows. Already are already exhausted by the time they finish their run. I mean, even X Files. Simpsons, I guess. Even X Files, as much as I, I love it, and I'm don't so, say anything negative. About I'm it. so no no. I'm so excited about the movie. It had run its course. Oh, totally. As a TV yeah, show. Yeah, well, because the company left. But even with the company gone, it had still run its course as a TV show. I thought that the company. I thought it could survive the company leaving, and it totally couldn't. Well, actually, it should have. It was. It wasn't the actors' faults. It was the writers' fault. Yeah, you're right. Because the. You get Robert Patrick and Annabeth Gish and who else? Well, Anderson was still involved at in that point. Yeah, and Bruce Campbell almost was going to play that part. Remember, that would have yeah. sucked. But um, they had good people. Yeah, they, did. they actually had probably better, better actors. It's not better for the parts. Yeah, but well, no uh, one wanted to see. They didn't want to see the. New yeah, one. so I mean, it's a TV show, you know, and it, it, it failed. But most TV shows don't deserve the right to be uh, on, you know, on the screen because they run their course. I mean, like I could see, I could see them doing a Deadwood movie. I could see them doing like a Lost movie, and I could see them doing a um, Sopranos movie. But I can't. Do we really need? I mean, a, a movie for most of the shit that's out there. And Sex and the City really surprised me because it ended well. Yeah, it did. And they kind of tease. They kind of tease at at the end. You know, like there's there's too much money to be because the film ends with Kim Cattrall turning fifty. And they're like, you know, basically like their their story's just begun, and then they also kind of hit on the next generation of of Sex in the City type girls, like the Candace Bushnell wannabes or whatever. Well, but there's just too much money to be made. That's why they couldn't leave it alone. Obviously, they made like so much money in the opening weekend. They were right. It's like a hit across the board. It's so weird because like knowing knowing that it's a new line movie, knowing that who their parent company is, you see all of the stuff that they use because they're like Entertainment Weekly, and there's there's like a couple of movies they reference. They're Warner Brothers catalog movies. It it, it feels like, and all and there's a scene. There's a whole. They, re- scene, they reference Troll too. There's a whole scene at um at, at a fashion show that's just about dropping designers' names and all that. It's so it it sh- kind of showcases how synthetic it is. And I'll tell you, here's another movie that was Tim Gunn in the fashion. Was he yeah. in? Is he in the movie? Tim Gunn. I don't think so. From Project Runway, which I love. I don't think so. Thank I'll you. tell you though. Another show that is kind of a soulmate to this in, in some respects that has run its course is Entourage. 
Yeah, it has run its course. And that's actually, the, I, I was telling you guys before we started recording that there was a trailer for the ultimate chick flick movie, and it was that one with, um, it was, uh, He's Not That Into You, that one. Is that guy in it from Entourage? Yep. Adrian Kevin Kinnear? Connolly. Oh, Kevin Connolly. Which will be very weird seeing that guy in a different role. Because he is totally, I mean totally, uh, the least important character to me in that uh, in that film, in that series. But he's the main character of that series he's in the main a lot of ways. But I, he's the only actor who came out of it feeling completely like I have no interest in watching whatever he does. He works fine in, in that role, but I can't imagine ever wanting to see him in something else. Well, he did good with Sky Captain. He was in it? He directed it, right? I hate you. <laughs> Steve, have you ever watched Entourage? No, it's quite good. Okay, here, here, here is the before as we wrap up our commentary on this fucking horrible atrocity, which will be edited heavily. Ken Quapis directed. She's not that into you. Can I? What was he done before? He's a, he's from Thirty Something. Okay. Um, listen to this fucking cast of um. Lots of people in it. Scarlett Johansson. This this girl's been made a big deal of Jennifer Goodwin. I like her a lot. She's in Big Love. She's and I don't like Ed. her. No, she's like very her. pretty. I don't like her face. And she's a good actress. And she's funny. Come on. I don't like her face. She's, she's beautiful. Hideous. And she spells her name with a G. Jennifer. That's Jennifer. Good. I think it's kind of cute. She I made like a mistake that. being born. She's very cute. I like her. I'm gonna go see that movie now. She's hope, in hope her. Hope her vagina. Very good in Big Love. Horizontally. She sounds like she's uh, illiterate. Scarlett Johansson, Jennifer Goodwin, Jennifer Aniston, Drew Barrymore, Jennifer Connelly. Those oh. are your female leads. Okay. The male leads are as follows. Ben Affleck, mm-hmm. Justin Long, Bradley Cooper, Kevin Connolly, Chris Christopherson. <laughs> really? Ben Affleck must have thought they were safety in numbers, I guess. That's why he joined that one. You know, actually, he's he's one of the standouts in the trailer. Not that that's saying a whole lot. Well, you like him a lot. I do like him a lot. Is that wrong? Yes. I don't know. I mean, he's, um, he's not that great. Okay, let's. Um, we need to talk about Ken Quapis for a second. He I don't needs know. If, to are die. you saying his name right? It's yeah. He needs to die. Quapis. Hell is that? I didn't realize what a piece of shit he is. <laughs> he's probably our listener, like our other listener. Ken Quapis can go fuck himself. He's okay. been, you know, he's been involved in some good TV shows. All right. Amazing Stories, Erie, Indiana, Larry Sanders, Freaks and Geeks, ER. Great, great TV shows. Apparently, he's just a, he's he's like a TV. Director. Some of the best the TV Office. shows. Remember Erie, Indiana? That was a good show. So he's directed some episodes in these. He's a big time TV director. Quapis. What do I call him? That's what he said. Quapis, yeah. It's K W A P I S. Quapis. Yeah. But holy shit, there's trouble in paradise. Because here's his feature film Follow That Bird. This starts off strong. All right. Vibes. <laughs> You're kidding. <laughs> nope. <laughs> <laughs> You're shitting me. Fucking vibe. It gets worse. He said, she said, which is the best of the whole bunch. That's a fun movie at moments because Kevin Bacon's awesome. Tell me, tell me. Dunstan checks in. <laughs> That's great. Beautician and the Beast. <laughs> I think I saw that in theaters. <laughs> Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants. <laughs> oh, that film can go to hell. License to Wed. <laughs> <laughs> not the not the most <laughs> sterling film. He's just not that into you. Well, 
then he's got to have one lined up after that. What's is there something in production? That's it. Oh wait, untitled Teen Mayor project. Teen Mayor? Yeah. What does that mean? It means some movie about a teen mayor. All right. Fucking Ken Quapis. Actually, he should be our favorite. That's I, one hell of a filmography. It's almost like you can't even hate him. Right, you can't hate a guy who's been in those films. He no, is what you would films. call a man with no conscience. You what cannot if, hate. You cannot hate a guy whose feature film debut was Fall of That there Bird. There are assassins who pray to Ken what Quapis. If he's, what if he's egotistical? What if he's an asshole? You'd have to be. He's like, you haven't done what Quapis has done. His debut was Follow That Bird. That's amazing. I actually directed a movie called The Benneker Gang before that, but it was really a small release. I'm seriously, this guy, when he dies, <laughs> they're not going to have to freeze him because there's ice water in those veins already. The Quapis does not die. Ken Quapis <laughs> has the fucking, he has no inertia as a, as a soul. <laughs> isn't, isn't he the galaxy? <laughs> he is the universe. He is. You could, you could drop Ken Quapis in Iraq. He'll kill kids to get to other kids to kill other kids just to get to a guy who might know where one of the kids of an Al Qaeda member is. This is, is. so fun because I still have no clue who Ken Quapis is. But Ken I don't Quapis. care. It doesn't matter who. I don't want to know. It's going to spoil Kenneth, Kenneth it will, Quapis. It will spoil my mental image of him. Ken Quapis has directed some amazing TV shows. I like, can only imagine. listen to this. This is his. Not involved in the writing of the TV shows or, or no, the creation. Just a direct, completely okay. director. Yeah, you s- amazing stories. Yeah, very very fun. Gary Indiana, Larry Sanders, Bakersfield PD, which I don't know. No, it's, it's under no, people like I don't it. Um, Freaks and Geeks, ER, Grounded for Life, mm, Watching like Ellie. Who? Watching Ellie or El? Yeah, that's the must be new. And the Ken Quapis. No, it's from two thousand and two. It's probably some starring. It's a starring vehicle for Julie Louis. Oh yeah, that's right. Um, he did the out about a boy pilot that never apparently came to fruition. Directed a bunch of Malcolm in the Middles, Bernie Mac, and then The Office. Yeah, he's got a great TV career. But you want to talk about a, a cold-blooded, ruthless assassin. Breaking the house again. Vibes. Follow that bird. He said, she said, Dunstan checks in, Beautician and the Beast. The weird thing is he starts out strong. Sister of the Traveling Pants. That's the fucking worst. That is. License to Wed, which had that Robin Williams cameo performance. That yeah, no, it wasn't a cameo. Changes lives. And now he's just not that into you and the teen mayor don't forget coming next year or two years from now 2010 you know we, have to go, we have to go see the teen mayor production yeah so i can finally ken find Quapis. out who ken Quapis is i'll tell you something man we need to put that man in charge of the country because nothing will phase him vietnam is a fucking daycare ex- exercise for him now, do you think it it is it is pronounced qua piss piss like piss? Well, it is now. Try to correct it in front of him. He'll eat you. I should propose a drink to Ken Quapis, the eternal being. I, right. I, There's something wrong with that man, though. You're right. Maybe he maybe he has that that script that he always wants to do, but he always has to. He can't do it. No one will ever greenlight it, so he has to. He's like stuck in this. He is the epitome of a clear vessel. Like there is. You never have to worry about Ken Quapis bringing his ego to the table. That's what I'm saying. What if he is egotistical? No, the thing is, no. He brings no ideas. Uh, what year was the man born? Does it have his birth date? It's pre-Follow That Bird. I think it's blacked out. I think I think it's kind of just like a, a dark a dark mark on history. The the guy fucking, he walks, he, hasn't, he casts no shadow. 
Can you imagine being a young actor and your agent comes to you and says, Ken, we've got this film for you. Finally have a film project for you to work on. You're like, hell yes. The TV, it's a TV adaptation. It's Follow That Bird. He's like, okay, a Charlie Parker biopic? I'm, I'm, I'm interested. Uh, huge fan of jazz. He's like, I'm not interested. No, it's about Big Bird. I'm interested. It's not about Big Bird. It should be called Follow Stars That Bird. Stars Big Bird. Isn't that film about Big, uh, Bird. Big Bird search for my Kermit the Frog piano? Big Bird. Isn't that what that film's about? I'm, I'm a little worried that we might have irked Ken Quapis with this discussion. <laughs> yeah. Well, I apologize. That maybe that's what they did on the downtime on the set of he's not that into you listen to the Chud podcast. Worst and things then, have happened on the set of films. And uh Well if if that's the case What if the uh the production of uh Teen Mayor hears this podcast and then decides not to cast Ken Quapas? Well, he's the director, so you don't have to Oh really? Him. Well then what if they fire him from it? Steve, you don't you still don't know what we're talking about? I have no clue who Ken Quap. What? Have you not been listening? I mean, I, Nick basically narrated the IMDb page twice. But I ignore him constantly. He gave he gave Steve too much to drink. Yeah, you didn't give me enough. I can. I always thought uh, I was Ken Olin is the guy I was thinking of. He's yeah. the thirty-something guy. Yeah. Well. Yeah. It's okay. Yeah. Ken Olin. He, yeah. Ken Olin was also a director, though. Yes, that's what I mean. He's also very boring. Very. Boring. Ken Olin directed a lot of Alias episodes, I believe. Yes. And you know what? They, they, J.J. Abrams is like, what I need is a clear vessel. I need somebody who's not going to bring any ideas, any uh, just just the ability to keep a, a, a production going. You don't know what goes on in Olin's mind. I pretty much guarantee that Ken Olin and Ken Quapis exist si- simply to service an intelligent person's dreams. That's a bold statement, Nick. Ken Quapis is a workman, not a craftsman, not a, not a visionary. But I tell you what, he's got moxie. And if you put that man in charge of something big, he's going to fucking carry it over the finish line. I think this cat's still looking for me. Is it a Greek name? Quapis? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why, but I'm looking. Sounds like some, it sounds like someone that had like a speech impediment talking about coppers. Wasn't he one of the uh, alien beings <laughs> in Total Recall? Fucking Quapis? I'm looking up the genealogy of Quapis. All right. Be good. That'd be a good first name. You'd probably be doing more work than Ken actually did. Ken, find it. You're gonna find out more about. You're, Ken you're thinking about having more kids, right? Maybe another little tyke run around. Quapis, Quapis Nunziata. That's a hell of a name. I don't think so. I can see it. Quapis Nunziata. Last thing I want is to have a child name. that might eventually grow up and be a workman director, a director for hire. I'm looking. I think Quapis is definitely a Slavic. Uh, Greek, maybe like Greek. I don't know. I, what do I know? You know, I don't know. Quapis. Motherfucker. Hmm? See, this, this genealogy website wants to charge me for the opportunity. I think they all do. Or if he's got a MySpace page. Does anybody, anybody care? I'll be looking that up tomorrow at work. Oh, really? A fucking Quapis. I mean, I don't. I don't understand. I don't understand. First of all, I don't understand why you're so interested. Well, I'm not the one looking it up. Are you talking to yourself? I'm doing it for you, sir. No, you're doing it for yourself. 
Now look up Olin. What's that? What's that? What's Thor's? What's Thor's? Uh, hammer Mjolnir. What, no, but what's Thor's catchphrase? By George. What are you talking <laughs> about? His I guess catchphrase. Not. Yeah, he said say something about Odin. Odin's beard. What did he say? This is Odin's beard. That's what he says. Yep. Well, I guess that's what I was trying. Okay, to... I found out. Caucasian. Okay. That's his nationality. I'm glad we solved that. It doesn't matter. The fact is that he's he's all there's a little Ken Quapis in all of us. After reading through that resume, there's a little it does matter, Nick. I don't like the fact that you you guys are making such a big deal about him. Like it's I don't a, like the universe. The universe is what's the point? That's what I think. What's why the is Follow point? That Bird a a good debut? Well, did you see the rest of the fucking career? He did a Kevin in, Bacon vehicle. That's and it's fine. The early start, the early part of his career is fine. You can't get too mad at the fucking Sesame Street movie. How can you get that mad? You gotta wonder. Let's let's put ourselves. They go to, they go to China in that movie, I believe. Great Wall. Let's put ourselves into the uh, well-worn, generic shoes of Ken Quapis. If you or I were offered the ability to direct to direct a film, a feature film, we take okay. it. Could be it could be anything. I don't know if I would. Could be um, I'd be nervous for the Web Kid, the movie. It could be anything. We like, you know what? It's an opportunity. It's a stepping stone. But after like forty movies or TV episodes, you would think the guy would develop an ability to say no. Say, look, I've already got a a fucking hexagonal house in the Hollywood Hills. It's fucking. I could I could see Neptune from here. Why am I doing Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants? And at that point, Ken Quapis should have ended Ken Quapis. Well, look at what he can direct. He can direct young actors, apparently. Follow That Bird, Dunstan Checks In, Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants. Oh, what am I forgetting? He said, she said. Liz- he, Elizabeth obviously, McGovern. Obviously, they when they when vibes they, when they got kids vibes when they got kids that need to be directed, they call on Quapis. That's a, that's probably a rare skill set. They, you know what his nickname is in Hollywood? The Abominable Director Vibes. Um. <laughs> As we wrap up the show, I want to tell you, first of all, thank you for coming along this 30th podcast episode. What we tried to do was talk mostly about film and Though it meandered at times, I think we did a decent job of, of uh, not not veering off point. To remind you that even though we do everything perfectly, we could still talk about films. We may do many things wrong, but meander is not one of them. We're very good at meandering. Yeah, I agree. Justin, mm-hmm. did you enjoy your time spent this evening? The 30th or 30th, 30th episode? Yes. Um... Of course I did. Excellent. You I always do. You didn't. Um, this is a this is a big part of my life. This show. I think we all can say that. Definitely. I'm sorry. What now? I mean, I love sitting here. We start at seven. Steve starts looking at his watch at seven ten. <laughs> gets out his phone at seven fifteen. Starts following the baseball game. Combs through the 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 Ronin trivia database. <laughs> <laughs> Which I happen to run. Gets attacked by a cat. Check out. Bank nurses Bucks. his nurses his uh, 
his puncture wound in his sock for two hours. First of all, that cat did have it in for me tonight. He's trying to play with you. He's trying to kill me. Like the strangers. There's a couple of things I want to say, though, before we talk, have our last discussion. Is First of all, this is the last podcast of Steve Murphy as a single man. This Indeed. is true, yeah. Congratulations, by the way, oh, sir. Thank you very much. He's getting married to a female. In less than, what? What, was it, like three days away? Something like that. Yeah. Sunday? The, the, her claim to fame is that she has a different idea of how Saving Private Ryan should have happened. His fiance believes that it would have been a much better story if the soldiers just went and killed <laughs> the mother. The mother of the Ryans. Saved the lives of because too many, too many people died trying to find this one guy, and so they should have just killed the mother. So that's who Steve's marrying. That's the only reason why I'm marrying her. Okay. Makes sense. She's a great the, girl. The other thing is I want to wish, like I wish someone a fond farewell from Chud, Mr. Beeks, Mr. Jeremy Smith, who is moving on to uh, Ain't It Cool News to work, and he was there in the past, and he'll do wonderfully there. He's, I would say he's probably a little... Intelligent, he might scare some of their talkbackers away, but he's a never great, a bad thing. Great, he did a great job here, and it's good to good to see him uh, moving on to a, a browner site, orangish, orangish site. I did not know he was leaving. I really like that guy. He's great, great guy. He said he'll still be you know poke his head around from time to time, so that's good to know. Good man. Um, and also I want a bit of fond farewell to uh, to Yuri Gagarin. Is he gone? That's horrible. I have no idea. Oh. So, Steve. Yes. Let's be negative. Let's be, Justin finds it very hard to say negative things about people. Because he likes everything. That's, such a a, nice that's guy. so bullshit, by the way. You like everything. There's I just no, like about 90% of there the There isn't one thing you don't like. Mm. You love it all. Well, I, I mean, like, there's I stuff he doesn't like. I don't like, like iguanas. Like Lord of the Rings. <laughs> you don't like iguanas. Iguanas are awesome. They're just hard to feed. I do like iguanas. I just wanted to try to think of something. Um, but the, I want to do something negative. They're just hard to feed. They are. What is that? What is that? <laughs> uh, is that the, that's the negative. That's what you're talking about. You're going to go negative. They're very picky eater. Very negative. So what? What do you tell you me get, about you this? What's your experience? It. You don't have an iguana. I used to. And guess what happened to him? You put, what? You put a great starve meaty, to death. You put a meaty burger in front of the no, no, thing. Iguanas are it. very, very difficult. You keep them, bastards. You kept them in a tank. Well, plus you know, yes, you have. You have to keep. You have to keep uh, the, the temperature long. perfect. You have to have heat rocks. You have to have. So you fucked up. You UV died. Light. No, I spent a lot of time. What happened? Anyway, but you had to hold keep on, it hold in on. A bag. Catering to his whims. You know, they really need a very good environment because if it's too cool, they'll they'll become their their um their skin is very hard. You know, they'll flake out and they'll and they'll become complacent and it's just it's really rough. You can smack it around. But and and, and, and I had to, I literally had to stop at the grocery store every night on my way home from work. I used to be a waiter at a restaurant. I have to stop every night to get kiwi, cottage cheese, like what? There's a very strict diet that iguanas, at least That's certain kinds of nonsense. What was your iguana's name? <laughs> Rutok McBasket. <laughs> I'm serious. <laughs> All right. So and then this was this wasn't that long ago, I guess. This was a <laughs> root. Wait, ho- what? It was like in 1991. Root, root what? Rutok McBasket. <laughs> That's when we graduated from high school, right? The year after, I was. I was. I, was, I graduated. Is that the uh, the Scottish McBasket? It was a it was a riff on a character. That and if you say it's 1991, that means you didn't even have it for a year. 91, 92. It was you know it was that time of year. I, I no, I mean you lived for about about two years. And what happened? He lost the will to live. Mick murdered him. He um he no he it was funny because 
I've heard very mixed. Like once you get to an, an iguana to a certain size, because they get to be quite large, and they're amazing animals when they get older. Because like my buddy Todd had a, an iguana that lived on a perch in his room, and it was probably twenty five pounds. It was huge, and when he would enter a room, he could do hand signals, and it would know and recognize, and it would do. You know, if he did a certain thing, it would dart down and, and eat out of his hand. Or if he did other things, it would it would kind of. It was really an amazing animal. This guy get a lot of girls. Actually, he did. He's kind of a winner. You remember Todd Nichols, do you, Steve? Yes. How can you get a lot of girls if you went by the name Swamp Thing show. on the Chud message boards back in the? Remember right. helping him uh, name his baby. That's right. Wooden Nichols. What, remember, I came up with one. I can't remember. It was like very bad. So okay, so this, so you, what happened to your iguana? Is it hard to talk about? No, no. I mean, it just—it was a very—it was tough. It was very tough to keep keep him going because, like, it was very okay, picky. okay, okay. But what happened to him? It finally—it got—it started to—it's—it's—it it's started to get mottled. It's it's uh its skin. The t- it, it was just the, it did not respond well to the heat rock. It did not respond well to the UV lights. It did not respond well to all the food. You talking, about, up, you talking about Sarah Jessica Parker or like your, your iguana? <laughs> I ended up um, giving the iguana to. Uh, another guy who tried to keep it alive and it didn't. didn't oh, okay. So you, you ended up giving it away. You abandoned your iguana? You no, abandoned I mean, like, Root I, Talk McBasket? No wonder guy, the damn thing died. I, I, thought, I honestly thought that perhaps, because uh, this guy had like several iguanas in captivity and they were they were all healthy. His setup, which I mimicked mine after, I thought maybe if you put it in his environment it would work and it just didn't. So Nick, you know, actually, sometimes you just get a bad animal too. I mean, that's what that's what Todd told me because they wanted me to get another one, and I never did because I felt bad. I hate when anything dies. Yeah, I know you do. It's hard. And but Nick had that trick where you walk into his room, it would be on his perch, and he snapped his fingers and it fell over dead. <laughs> no, no, no. I thought he walked into his room, snapped his fingers, and then gave the damn thing away. <laughs> I thought that was the. I thought when he he snapped his fingers, the iguana packed his bags. <laughs> Put his little hat on and left. He looked. That's he, what I thought. He was. He looked so haggard. Like he looked so old when he left. When he left this place or that place, you know, next old place. He was two. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! I can't believe you abandoned. Ruth and that's Hawk like Igu- Stephen Iguana years. That's like three. <laughs> In Iguana years, that's like four months. That. That's an evil. You know what's funny because like the biggest thing about buying an, an iguana, like the biggest thing is salmonella. That's like the biggest fear, like because if you touch an iguana, <laughs> that way you kept it in the fucking cage, and then gave it away. <laughs> biggest fear. Because I, I mean, I, his biggest, his biggest fear was, was Nick. <laughs> <laughs> this piece of shit feeds me kiwi <laughs> and cottage cheese every night. I'm falling apart. The iguana probably hated it. Like. God, no, no, not like fucking carrots. Like not fucking cottage cheese again. <laughs> he's like, he's like, uh, look, <laughs> I can only eat so many Twizzlers and sweet tarts. <laughs> yeah. No, hang on a second. If you could never touch the damn thing, how'd you clean the cage? What'd you do with the iguana? What did you do with Rutok? I I put him on my shoulder. Here, there is one funny thing about Rutok. He got out a couple of times. <laughs> really <laughs> trying to get food. <laughs> Starving to death. Had a kiwi. I found him running in a, a, a note. He's like, I need to get away from the menu of one. <laughs> I didn't know Rutok was literate. <laughs> but he had very poor handwriting. <laughs> Claw writing. 
Nick, Nick taught him to write, but he never uh, actually no. pet him. That's another thing. He's like, he's afraid he was... of salmonella and never touched the guano. No, no, I did. Why do you think I'm a diseased carrier? <laughs> the All you about... do is keep me locked up and feed me cottage cheese. I can't possibly be. <laughs> I'll tell you what. That guy would look at me sideways all the time. He was always wary of me. But when he, really? got, he got out, he got out once, and he ran on his hind legs. <laughs> I, I tell you what, there's nothing like watching a lizard run on its hind legs in your own room. <laughs> so pray tell, how did you catch him? <clears throat> I finally cornered him and got him because I, I was very nervous because like iguanas like they like they get if they get stressed they'll they'll like really their tails Load. their tail could come off or like they'll die or they'll <laughs> in that order um, <laughs> they they had um like they're they're because they're you have to keep their their scale like their color is very important like you know like they're that that's like tells you what their health is like and I was very concerned I wanted to keep them green I want to keep them looking good and. I, so I was very careful about like handling him and all that. I didn't handle him much, and and they were very. He was an asshole, so like he really was. He was a horrible. He was a horrible <laughs> wait, asshole. Wait a second. So like, you thought your iguana was an asshole. Nick did everything. Nick did everything to keep him green. Finally, <laughs> painted him green. What the hell did you do that that would? Wait, what did this damn iguana do? And Nick, made, you know, let's be honest. I mean, Nick, you do. You love animals. You I love animals. Yeah, of course you do. Loves, I, in, loves insects. But you feed every animal cottage cheese. <laughs> <laughs> it was, it was, At least I think it's cottage cheese. I find it growing between my legs. It was, it was bound to hate you eventually. The scary part is when we came over tonight, we were for dinner. Sophia, his little child, had cottage cheese and kiwi on her plate. Yeah, I'm worried about that. Then she started running around her, <laughs> on <know>. her. <laughs> <laughs> Come back, Rutok. Come back. Yeah, no, I was, I mean, I, I was really nervous, like, and I, when I would hold them, because, like, you have to handle, you have to handle them a lot, like, you have to teach them to be comfortable around people, so I would hold him and pet him, and he hated me, he <laughs> hated me. So you would hold him, pet That's him? A, it had to be a costly animal, too, those aren't cheap, right? <laughs> it was like $190, and yeah. I would, I would hold him, pet him, and give him away. <laughs> Believe me, I didn't want to see him go, I did not want to see him go. <laughs> he had a bow on him when you gave him away, like, here. He did not want to see him go, but more than that, he did not want to see him stay. You know? Take this asshole away. Jesus, I can't believe you hated that iguana like that. Well, anyways, I, don't think, so I don't think he died. I think he just was witness relocated <laughs> with a new name for some reason. Still around. But yeah. I, I've owned thousands of animals. Like I've had snakes and lizards and turtles. I mean, I've had so many things. I had, you know, a lot of rats and mice, all that shit. And they hate you as well? No. I was, I'm a good, I'm typically a decent, you know, fellow. But uh, yeah, he uh, that was a. I never bought another iguana. I've always wanted one. Did you ever think that the iguana hated you because you you named him Rutok? <laughs> I mean, seriously, that's gonna hurt his uh, sense of pride. Apparently, he did my not. name is Rutok <laughs> McBasket. That enjoy his short life. Funny Fuck, thing, I hate this guy. Here's a funny thing. Iguana like an iguana hears its name once in a lifetime. Maybe you don't go. Hey, come here, Rutok iguana. <laughs> You don't call your iguana name. You don't cuddle with it. You don't. Well, maybe that's the problem. <clears throat> it's not like a dog. Where you, where you did you try it. to teach Rutok uh, some hand signals? No. Oh, you it, did not? No, because Rutok oh. actually thought his name was here's some fucking cottage cheese <laughs> with a side of kiwi. You God, I got the worst. I have the worst name ever. I wish my name were Rutok. Instead, it's here's some fucking cottage, cottage cheese. Rutok. It sounds kind of Scottish. Yeah, especially with the last name. All right. So uh, the the thing is that like iguanas like they can live for a long time. And they're 
Except for him. <laughs> but uh, how do you know? You gave him away. But like, but there are iguanas that live like you know thirty, forty years or some shit like that. Or I don't know the exact specs, but actually the survey was they actually live you know sixty years, but Nick's died so early it skewed the results <laughs> <laughs> down. They actually wrote, they just typed mine up as a stillborn. Anyway, so what were you talking about? Negative? No, it's just, it was it was just sucks because I, I I always I mean I find iguanas to be fascinating and whenever I see a larger iguana because like. I made the mistake of buying one that was a little bit more mature than, like, because, like, if you go to, like, the pet store for real, like, yeah. they're, they're, like, probably eight inches, nine inches long, or, you know, maybe ten with tail or whatever. But um, the one I got was probably 15 inches, and, and it was probably a, l- a little bit too old for a novice. Sure, know. sure. But when they get older, they are insanely cool. I mean, they are really, they get to be really cool. So, anyway, do you I, ever, fu- do you I ever fucked have, up. Do you ever have a ferret? No. You ever want one? No. They sell those at pet stores. They're very cute, but they smell bad, and they and they can get into anything. Like they, they are s- notorious diggers and burrowers. And a friend of mine had a, a room in their house completely devoted to them. Yeah, and it was amazing. I mean, Andrew Andrew Wiley, Steve. They right, have a, Andrew. A room, and it, <coughs> ferrets are gorgeous. They're cute. They're friendly, but they smell bad. And they and and like I, at the time, I was just I was just afraid they were gonna ripped through my books or my comics or whatever at the time. It was just whatever. So you considered it? Just because it was a, an exotic pet. Sugar Glider, yeah. I always wanted one of those. But What's that? I didn't heard of that. Sugar Glider. I think they're, mar- they're a marsupial that um, they, they're they like, I think they're illegal in Georgia. One of my friends used to have them. She said that they, they're very hard to keep alive. I think my cousin wanted one. Ryan, Ryan's the one who t- turned me on to them, actually, sexually. And um, they, they're these little, these little marsupial guys. They're very cute, and they'll sit on your shoulder or whatever, and they'll jump and they'll glide. You know, oh, okay. But they're very, they're, they're like, they, 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 they I, I guess they're like a lot more difficult than like a chinchilla or whatever else. But they're, those are cool. But I, I'm a, I'm a big rat person. Sounds very anime. I've had very good luck with rats. And uh, my daughter's first pet is going to be a rat. My wife. Really? Uh, yeah. I've had such, I mean, like, they are the most, I mean, like, not like a sewer rat, obviously, but like a, a hooded rat. We get your rat along with some bubonic plague. No, see that? Yeah. I, I know there's a stereotype. In, but I, I had a rat. When I was working at, the, I worked at Babbage's at, at the mall, and I had a rat who was so well trained. She would sit in my pocket all day, and I would work with a rat in my pocket. She would hang out when I, uh, uh, you know, she would. She was very, they're very intelligent. Never shit on you, piss on you, or anything like that. Just hang out. Just diarrhea. <laughs> <laughs> very friendly, very affectionate, very smart. And, oh yeah, I heard rats are very had, smart. And had <laughs> a very good. Uh, it was good. There was actual communication between us, which was really. How long do they? She um she, she lived three years four three or four years. Mm-hmm. Um, is that one of your favorite animals? Yeah. She what was, was her name? Soul. She was really good. And then I got another another rat after that. The only problem with them is that they develop tumors a lot. Like they get uh-huh. and then and they don't die. They just get these odd sh- you know, shaped tumors, and eventually it's just too much. But they're very good pets, and they're and they're very like they're much smarter than hamsters. Much more uh, like realistic pets than hamsters or gerbils or any of that. And they don't like. Uh, I raised mice. I raised all those guys, and they would, they're just vicious. They'll fucking cannibalize each other and do whatever. Rats aren't like that. They're like a female rat. Like, and if you get them, in, you get them in small. You know, like one or two. But uh, yeah, I'm a big rat person. Mrs. Brisby and the rats and them. Remember that? Yes. Do you know who was? Nim. Do you know who was the hero of that? Who? Justin the rat. Do you know who's the hero of the show? Who? Justin Waddell. <laughs> <laughs>